This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I am your host Nathan Hartman and with me tonight on the on the show today for you this morning wherever you're at is let's see here we have Sarah hello Sarah hello Victoria how are you yeah <laughs> that's, that's where Victoria's at <laughs> so tired. we're starting strong that was real that was real I felt and that Dave yeah I'm gonna have to leave that whole thing in Dave how are you I'm uh... I'm currently full of fish and chips is how I'm doing. So. Ooh, that's so oh, good. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that for you. That's very yeah. good. I, I, I am envious. Janine <laughs> is not with us. She is preparing to move. What's really funny is she is literally moving one apartment over. So, oh. uh, yeah, she is currently. That's the worst kind of move. Yes, it's a better. The it's worst. cheaper. It's more space and cheaper somehow. But, uh, oh. yeah, so they're they're moving Naya Yard. So, um, <laughs> speaking speaking of movie, I wasn't able to be here last uh, episode. I was ill. Um, came down with something, something. But anyway, some of you, if you follow me online, you've probably seen this news already. But speaking of moving, uh, I am uh, taking the plunge, and I'm leaving Florida here in May. I have a new. Uh, tenured track position teaching at Salisbury University in Maryland. Um, and I'm very excited about that. But it's a little interesting because, of course, uh, the only thing people have ever asked me since I've said that I'm moving is, how are you going to deal with it? Are you going to be okay not being close to the theme parks? Um, which is very interesting. Uh, yeah, Hershey Park and Kennywood are right there. I And yeah. I'm about to experience it. You know, I there's there's things to experience. And I'll be very close to – I'm out two hours from D.C. and Baltimore and, and Philly, and, and it's going to be great. So um, – and it's beautiful country, and I'm very excited uh, for that. Yay. To be honest, congratulations! Thank you. To be honest, Yay. living Congrats. between Tampa and Orlando is not fun. To be honest, like it's a lot of traffic and it's a little miserable. Um, so it, it'll be nice. But I wanted to bring that up because I the interesting little snag here is that my AP went out uh, two days ago. So I only knew I was going to have my AP till like the 24th, um, which we're recording on the Thursday after. So if that makes sense. And uh, so the last couple weeks have been the last. Yeah, I would say the last two, three weeks we have done final trips, big final trips to all four parks uh, and the water park. So uh, it's it's been interesting. We we kind of. You know, we ate out more than we normally would. We got some reservations. We went to uh, Chefs de France and Epcot, and um, yeah, but it's it's it was a kind of a bittersweet thing. But it's I I don't know how uh, uh, Dave, you might have experienced this kind of being close and then going somewhere else for another job or whatever, and maybe some yeah. of you guys. But like that last time too, you sort of realize like uh, you have that feeling of oh, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. Uh, yeah. Which is actually kind of nice uh, because yeah. it feels more special too. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Like the, like strange. the, the, that 98 to 2000 when I was in Orlando, it was a very specific time in the parks and it's a very specific mm-hmm. time for me. So yeah, it was, it was, I mean, but moving to California, I was like, eh, at least I'll have Disneyland yeah. and Knots and Universal. It's not like I'm going away, but, yeah. but, but it's, it's very different than living near like Epcot, you know, which became our go-to. I think we talked about this last episode. It's our, it was our go-to like, go, let's go have yeah. dinner and a drink and a walk, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. so it'll be interesting, but I, I, I really appreciate it. I got to take my dad. Uh, he came down and we went to Galaxy's Edge. He's a huge, I mean, I re- kind of wore out his VHS tapes for Star Wars. So it was really nice to kind of give back, as it were, uh, and take him around and kind of live vicariously through his wonderment. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I You know, I was telling my wife, I said, it's kind of like we've been living kind of with the Mona Lisa and uh, you know you're gonna love it for a while, and then you're gonna go well. But I don't really like this paint stroke, and I'm not sure about the frame. And you know, and when you're that close for so long, like things that you know you really should appreciate more get kind of normal. Um, and I'm kind of okay with giving myself some distance and and hopefully some perspective. Um, but I I'll always feel uh, obscenely blessed to have been able to experience at least. We were five years, COVID get makes kind of four uh, of just sort of running around wherever I wanted uh, for the most part. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, to all the friends I've made while I've been here, you know, it's always been great hanging with you in the parks and, and I'll be back. You know, there's, you can't keep me away from Disney World. And that does not mean the podcast <laughs> is ending or anything, you know. Um, <laughs> Lord knows there's plenty of people who uh, have <laughs> Disney podcasts and uh, are nowhere near it. Um, but we have, <laughs> Janine's here still, and she can do some on the on the uh, ground stuff. And I'll be I'll be actually very close to Victoria, so she can get me in the stuff. I'll be your plus one, Victoria. <laughs> so, um, I hate you. Yeah, no worries. Um, <laughs> and I bring up Victoria uh, because you're going to lead us off with some Magic Kingdom news. Actually, kind of the biggest news. Kind of. I mean, it's more like drama, but uh, what's been going on in the Magic Kingdom, pray tell, recently? Um, that racist rod closed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really the best way I can describe it. Like, we, you know, the nice it, part is, is we've reached a point probably in theme park history where that term is a little more specified because there used to be a lot more racist <laughs> really did so we've narrowed like, it down it's we're yeah. getting there we're getting there but no on a um on a serious note so um splash mountain did close its doors on the 23rd it was a lot um <laughs> to say the least yeah i feel like a lot is an understatement is disney did disneyland's close already no it's not, not yet closed oh, till even, may there's rumor yeah. It's a rumor okay. for May, but yeah. there's yeah. I'll be I do TA stuff, so I'll be the first to know more yeah. most likely. But I'd be very may... curious to see what the turnout is in California. Yeah, because the... it's a lot more cramped over there for their splash. So yeah. I'm like Yeah, yeah. And and you know, how how many of those will be Orange County racists? Let's we'll see. Um, oh, yeah, that would be where you would find them, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they they are certainly you know, and, on and the here's show. the thing. Here's the thing. I had somebody come for me in on, on Twitter and you know, butthurt and and telling me that I was sowing racial dis, uh, di- discord because of of 
of what I said. And what I said was, uh, you don't like that the new IP has a black protagonist. And I'm like, so supporting Tiana and Princess the Frog is sowing racial discord. <laughs> that okay, seems right. Got it. Yeah. That's, it checks notes. Dave, that sounds right. But I wish I, know. I could show I, you my DMs. <laughs> no, oh, I'm, I don't. I'm sure. Yours were insane. Oh, I, I, <laughs> right. I, my, I don't want to see it. I, I, I like my privilege. No. I'm very comfortable not seeing your DMs. <laughs> Like, it thing was is, wild. The, the thing that I, I mean, I responded to a couple of people going, look, I'm not telling you not to miss the ride. Sure. Yeah. You can yeah. miss Splash I miss Splash Mountain. I'm going to miss it. It was fun for, for yeah. its time. I'm going to miss those characters in that song out of context from its history. Yeah. Because that was part of the problem, though, is that mm, sure. Disney mm-hmm. sort of like Disney literally cherry picked this colorful thing out of something that was very problematic and never really addressed it like mm-hmm. they i don't know if you guys knew but they they actually produced a dvd that had a, a commentary and a, and a, a an unskippable beginning that was a roundtable discussion with like yeah. leonard malton and Whoopi mm-hmm. Goldberg and a bunch of uh academics and things and they scrapped it and then they didn't put it out and i think that's actually kind of not yeah the right answer it was a bad, um, it was a bad call they buried it they right. never really addressed it right and so you know, even with all that we're seeing about Tiana, which is I, I'm very excited for, um, it, it's like the, the it, it skates. It's still even with the, the roundtable they showed for this ride with the new one, right? And with the creative director and everything, they're still sort of skating around the issue. And that's the yeah. that's the part that's like this has been a long time coming. Miss the, the ride all you want, and I and right. I and I hear you. It was fun, but what it's based on is. A, problem and you have and disney has to address that and this is how they're addressing it which is unfortunately not vocally you know and it's not i mean the weird thing is is like disney's whole game especially when it was made was take a fairy tale thing and disneyfy it basically like Mm -hmm. cinderella doesn't end like cinderella i mean unless you're going to cut off the what the the bottoms of their feet to fit into the shoes right like right like all of those fairy tales in their ways have been disney-fied and i think you're right i think the the thing here is the problematic aspects were disney-fied which means they're catchy (laughs) they're they're fun it's true yeah Um, i didn't even know the song of the south like that that it existed or that even splash mountain was like based on it for until like a few years ago so they buried it yeah so so buried so it's like i can understand this that some people might not necessarily know the history of the ride or like not really know what it's based on but now that you know that history you know what it's based on and like we're getting some positive change like why is it so difficult to just like Uh, oh i have an answer for that Well, it's racism, but but like (laughs) I have a whole answer for that. So, (laughs) like, it's like, don't you want new things in the park? Don't you want like for there to be like innovation and like just something different? Like, I don't. Mm. Yeah, just no, they don't though. That's the thing, and that's the issue. The issue is people are selfish, and and I actually discussed this with a friend the other day. They said that people are selfish. So when you take something away from the parks that affects their childhood, yeah that hurts them but if it's something like song of the south that actually hurts another person they don't care because they more so are thinking about how it's affecting them right so they don't but, care but also, it's an, empath- where was it's this an empathy problem for other yeah. rides problem, yeah like where was this energy for all the other rides that have closed down i feel like well, that's also another question too so i think one of the reasons for that is you have twofold things going on here i don't think anyone's really that 
like depressed about song of the south like yeah. oh man i miss song of the south like no i think the ride became its own thing yeah even though like i mean Which how could it goal, how guess. could it right well and how could it not when you First of all, I, I always want to stop every conversation about Splash Mountain and go. They should never have made a movie based on a on a, or made a ride based on a movie they didn't want out. And I know it was out in the eighties a little bit in theaters yeah, and stuff. But like, yeah, that was it, stupid. But it wasn't a big hit. I mean, it wasn't like no. it's just a strange, strange desire. Like, talk about not having enough IP to like milk from. You get Song of the South, but you yeah. know, so you have this thing that gets kind of buried, and then you have the ride. And I think the ride, you know, we always kind of say like, well, it's not that old, like, and it's not. It's like our age, right? And the thing about it being our age is our generation is looking at it and saying like this is our this was our ride like this is the one that came like when it was open when we you know it was our second trip and it was the new ride and like there's something i think about that too i, I and i'm putting i'm putting that on a nostalgia shelf when i think the racism shelf is still bigger than that shelf yeah exactly um, yeah but I think that the racism shelf is sitting on top of the nostalgia shelf and it's supporting it so well it yeah and that was what the case for the, of the film for years and why it was re-released in the 80s is that it was held up as uh, one of the core animation pieces from a very rare time in history for the studio in the 40s. And so, but that's, sure. again, sitting on a shelf full of racism. So it's mm -hmm. like, I, I, it, it's it, it's one of those things where I think both things can be true, where, no, we shouldn't show it anymore. No, there shouldn't be rides based on it. But we also shouldn't do what Disney's done, which is shove it under the carpet and pretend it yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. And, and I think... I think there's a chance for this to be a teaching moment. Like they could take that thing that they've made for the DVD without the movie, right? Just the discussion and clips and put it on Disney plus yeah. as an educational thing. Right. I think, I think that would be too, though. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. I mean, like Disney that, are, I mean, Disney's yeah. they're cowards. <laughs> they've always been like for a very long time. They've been cowards. Like they just don't anything that could possibly like, you know, I mean, I think that's kind of the thing about Disney in general, though. Like, do you remember when they started to try to talk shit on Twitter, like, and kind of be like Universal, and everyone was yes. like, and yeah. everyone was like, no, 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 so hard. <laughs> yeah, stay in your lane, stay in your lane, like, right. stay in your lane because you're swerving too much on the road, like, right? No. And I think like any wide turn, if Disney tries to make it, whether it's that kind of thing or actually addressing their past or any of it, it all feels awkward coming from them because they really are this massive corporate monolith. Uh, that has sort of pasted on top of itself a semi-history uh, of its creator that is kind of a mix, right? So it would be weird for them to – if they have to address that, that's going to open uh, kind of a gate. <laughs> but it just yeah. makes I mean, it feel icky, like, that sure. they're kind of pushing, like, all the Princess and the Frog stuff if they're not addressing that because now right. it, just, it just feels like right. damage control. It just feels – it doesn't feel like it's coming from a good place but rather from a, oh, I got to cover this up before people see, like, the past that I've done. Yeah. So it's, like, overcompensating. Like, why, why have that inclusion key at all then? Because I was already skeptical of them adding that key to begin with because they did it during the George Floyd riots. Mm -hmm. right. So I was already skeptical. Yeah. And the so ride was also like announced to, during that too. Like, to Sarah's point, like, why even do that then? If you're right. going to not be afraid to make those changes. I mean, you can obviously like reach out to certain groups like the NAACP and all that stuff. If you truly want to do like the idea, like Dave said, mm -hmm. and have that yeah. roundtable discussion. But, you know, 
I mean, the it's the a, they already have it. That's the crazy yeah. part. Just release what you have. Right. Like, yeah. It, it Supposedly. Like I, I had a friend who worked on that DVD and I've heard about it, but I, I've never actually seen it. But that, that, you know, and it's just, again, it's, it's, it's uh, Disney sort of having their cake and eating it too. They introduce right. the inclusion key. They talk about their pr- programming moving forward in history, yeah. you know, making history by being more inclusive and, and telling authentic stories. And there's this one from your past that you're not really addressing. And it's like two things can be true, Disney. And even if the audience for this isn't the general public, even if it's like make this available for academia, right? Sure, Uh, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's just, but the problem is 90, I'm not going to say that that much. There's a percentage of your audience who not only doesn't know this history, has replaced in their head, any history that they didn't know with the nostalgia that they have for the ride. And they're the people digging their heels in. And I think a percentage of those people don't want to know the truth and don't want to dig into their yeah. country's history. You well, know? and you get a, you get a group that, that makes this massive point that, you know, if you were to ask them, they would, they would say that like there was <laughs> song of the South and then roots and then black Panther. Like those are the three things <laughs> black people made. And they're all three what? the most important things, right? Okay, I can't breathe. Because they no, you're skip, not wrong. Like, because they skip, like, like they treat it so important, like it's this big deal, right? You would think that they want to, like, I don't know, put it in the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture. Like that's the way they treat, like they they talk about. They like, really oh, do. You know, the Oscar that he won, he didn't win the Oscar. They gave it to him because, well, like, he couldn't go to the premiere. So, like, let's chill. Right? Patty like, McDaniel couldn't even go in to get her damn award. Like, right. Yeah. Like, the black history mm-hmm. excuse. Yeah. And I'm just like, black people are telling you right. it's yeah. not okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. But you're erasing the history. And, like, frankly, the only place that should get to screen Song of the South and have a conversation is the National Museum of African History, American History and Culture. Like, that's, Correct. That's Correct. it. That's the only place. Um, and there shouldn't, place. Be, shouldn't be a white person on that stage. Like, it, like there's a conversation to be had, but Disney oh, is not the- going to offer it for that. Then there's yeah. that 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 idiot that we both block on Twitter, that Epcot dude who had the hottest of hottest takes. Mm. That he said that it's okay. Oh God, he was like in I Disneyland. So I can understand. He's like in Disneyland. I can understand it, but this erasure of, oh, of yeah. black culture in the South is unforgivable. Yes, he did erasure. say that. Lord, yeah. not yeah. not this, not this. Yeah, Walt Shapiro really was out and about on Twitter during that whole thing. It's just the think pieces that came out, and all of a sudden, everybody was a a cultural Man. consultant like a, a scholar should have stayed yeah. in the drafts of that brain because it's what not the even fuck just the, were people saying it's not even that it's what the fuck were people doing on the day of that the ride closed that i think is just insane yeah. having memorials uh, and dressing in black and mourning this ride like can we be serious for a second like i just felt like that was grip it was terrible. And and this is, again, a generation that was raised on the Song of the South sing-along VHS tape. That 100%. was just the songs, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. nothing else. And 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 that stupid Splash Mountain rap that they made when the ride opened that we've all seen. <laughs> it's rap. terrible. I do like the rap. I do like the rap. crazy, though? We're going to huh. have to go through this one more time. No, I don't uh, think it's going to be the same. I don't think, I don't think you, you Disneyland will be the same. California can't match Florida crazy. There's just no way around it. Like, there's... I think- I, you know, yeah. I don't think people here are going to care as much. 
No, because I think no, I'm not there's saying, a like, difference it's gonna of be, like mm-hmm. it's a culture difference. I was just saying we have to go through it one more oh, time. On, on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah yes. on Twitter. Not yeah. like there. Yeah. I just like to remind people chill. it's in Tokyo. It's not changing. It's there. Right? I said that, <laughs> but then I was like, you have xenophobic people that's not gonna take that flight. <laughs> so <laughs> Do you know that like it you know that meme where the two buttons and the guy sweating? It's like go ride splash mountain, <laughs> but have to do it with Japanese. Like that's the that's the two buttons they're sweating over. Please make yeah. that please make that. Please make that. I I, I, know, I, I, I like that meme. It. I will add it to my uh, my agenda. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, should we even talk about the grifting? I think there's some good grifting that has also occurred. Oof. I saw uh, a GoFundMe page that like oh. raised money for what? But, yeah. yeah I don't even know save. what it was to save Splash Mountain, but like, what was the money for? I don't know what the money was for, but they like raised I think like around two hundred dollars. Their goal was like five thousand. Can I just say a lot of these ideas were so stupid that it was actually low key kind of genius, like selling Splash Mountain water. Yeah, let's talk about for that. two thousand yeah. dollars. I wish I did that. Somebody had it has it up for two thousand dollars, and I'm like, damn, yeah. that's so damn stupid. I should have did that. I mean, that's I don't think it's going to sell. Every minute. But I don't think it's going to sell. But a sucker is also born every minute, Nathan. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm I'm over here looking at my actual leaf from the tree of life, and I'm like, that's <laughs> my leaf? retirement, what? isn't it? How did you get Where'd a leaf? You get a leaf? <laughs> oh, I don't. You don't know that story? No. Um, yeah, I have it in a nice little case. I did it legally. I literally there oh, was okay. a big storm, and I was I took a walk after the storm underneath the tree, and it was just on the ground, and I picked okay. it up. That's fair. So finders keepers, I suppose. Um, but keepers. that's like uh, you know having legitimate stuff. That's <laughs> let's try that instead. Um, well, Nathan, I hear you have a uh, a essay to read for the group. Oh, I do. Yes, yes. Let's do that before we get into an essay to read. So the one <laughs> thing that the, my favorite article online um, and. <laughs> This is going to take more time, but it's 100% worth it. Um, it's worth it. This is from clickhole.com. And this is from September 23rd in 2016, to give you an idea how long ago this was. Uh, it has no author, because I would love to give the author credit. Um, but uh, Clickhole, if you don't know, is sort of the, oh, I don't know how to put it, sort of the onion. Mm. Uh, I think it might be connected to the onion. I don't remember. Mm. But it's the BuzzFeed version of onion. And um they have an article here, which I'm going to try to read um, without crying because I laugh really hard every time I read this. <laughs> um, and we're just hey, doing this in honor. To follow along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can look this up. Uh, just type in click hole splash mountain and you'll find it. Um, this is, of course, uh, in in we'll say in honor of Splash Mountain. We'll say in honor of Splash Mountain. This is our goodbye to Splash Mountain. Uh, this article is titled Five Times the Animatronic Can't Even Okay. Five Times the Animatronic Fox on Splash Mountain addressed me by name and told me he was going to marry my dad. So I recently went on vacation to Disney World with my family. It was a lot of fun until I went on Splash Mountain. There was a lot of animatronic animals on that ride that sing and dance before you go over a big drop at the end. And although most of these robotic animals are wonderful to watch as you float down the river, there was an animatronic fox that started addressing me by name halfway through the ride. He told me that he was going to marry my dad. He did this five times. Number one, 
the time the animatronic fox made eye contact with me. I was riding Splash Mountain, and the animatronic fox was doing his pre-programmed speech about how he wanted to catch the animatronic rabbit. And the fox said, now's our chance to set a trap for Br'er Rabbit. Then it turned and looked at me right in the eyes and said, I'm going to marry your dad, Ryan. <laughs> then the fox leaned to <laughs> in real close to my face, which I'm pretty sure it was not programmed to do. And he said, call me Mrs. Dad, Ryan. I'm going to be your dad's bride at his wedding. Before he could say anything else, I was floated away from him to enjoy the rest of the magic of Splash Mountain. The second time. <laughs> The time the animatronic fox kept talking about how long the wedding would take when he married my dad. The big drop at the end of Splash Mountain was so fun that I decided to get back in line and ride it again. I was having a blast listening to all the robotic animals sing and move around until the animatronic fox once again turned to me as I floated past. It started to say, you sure done made a fool of yourself, Br'er Bear. But about halfway through the line, he trailed off, turned around, and said, Welcome back, Ryan. I'm going to marry your religious dad, and the wedding is going to take forever. Everyone's going to talk so slow, and your dad and I are going to kiss a hundred times. Your dad is going to get down on his knees and thank Christ for making the wedding to the... to." making his wedding to the robot fox take so long. I tried to tell the robotic fox that I didn't want this to happen, but I had already floated away from him. The length is weirdly specific. Like the, yes. that's very specific. Yes. Yes. Uh, third time, the time the animatronic fox told me that he was going to wear my clothes when he married my dad. I decided not <laughs> to go on Splash Mountain anymore, but then I remembered how fun the big drop at the end was, and I got back in line. I was hoping the animatronic fox would just do his clockwork movements and pre-recorded lines, but instead he popped up out of the water in the middle of the ride and said, "Your dad is my fiance." Ryan, I'm going to wear your shirts and your pants when I marry your dad. Your dad's going to wear a wedding dress, and we're going to be bonded in the eyes of Christ. Enjoy the rest of Splash Mountain, Ryan. After the ride, I told the Disney World employee working the line what had happened, and he just said, that, that sounds bad. But he didn't do it. <laughs> He was for the BS Sucks today. To suck. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, CMs don't get paid enough. Yeah, he's so like, I'm time... clock out. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, number four, the time the fox's voice came out of the animatronic goose. I just couldn't stay away from that incredible drop at the end of Splash Mountain, so I got <laughs> right back in line. There is an animatronic goose on Splash Mountain who mostly sings and babbles about being careful on rivers. Well, one time when I was floating past the goose, it stopped singing, swiveled on its metal hinges to face me, and said to me in the fox's voice, Ryan, it's me. It's the fox. I'm going to marry the ever-loving shit out of your religious dad. <laughs> Listen to me, Ryan. Our wedding will not have any refreshments. Guests will be permitted to bring one bowl of warm water from home, but that's it. Once I marry your dad, I'm going to become a huge part of your life. Have fun on the big drop. Then the goose's voice returned to normal, and it sang a song about fishing. I do not want to attend a wedding where there is no food, especially since the fox said it was also going to be very long. <laughs> Number five. The time the animatronic model of my dad appeared next to the fox. I had promised myself I would never ride Splash Mountain again. But on the last day of vacation, the siren song of the big fun drop lured me back 
into the din of the clockwork fox and his wet carnival of torment. Uh, <laughs> when I got to the animatronic fox, he was standing next to an animatronic model of my father, which sparked and sputtered as he moved back and forth in repetitious motion. My log boat stopped right at the scene, which it hadn't done at any other times before, and the animatronic fox started saying things like, Hello, Ryan, your dad and I are going to be each other's wives, and you'll have to watch me marry your dad through the window of the church because you're not allowed inside, Ryan. Then the animatronic model of my dad said, I love marrying the fox more than I love having a son, and then it burst into flames. As the ride finally lurched forward on the river, I floated away from the horrific scene. The fox called after me, I'll see you and your real dad at the wedding, Ryan. I tried to call back, please don't do this, but my voice was drowned out by the sound of the robot porcupine singing about the dangers of being foolhardy. So that is the five times the animatronic fox on Splash Mountain addressed me by my name. This is why the ride needs to go down. And told me he was going to marry my dad. I mean, uh, like I commend whoever wrote this because each one of those paragraphs just uh, as its own would have been an article. Like yeah, it's, it's it, the rep, the repetition is so ridiculous, but I'll tell you, the, I, I do like the addition of the Southern uh, twang for the voice of the Fox. Yes. In my head canon, I had always read it Southern voice for the Fox, but when he's talking to the guy, it was basically Jeremy Irons, a scar. It was oh, like, okay. he, he'd turn on heel and go, Hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Your dad and I are going to be each other's wives, right? Like, (laughs) that was going on in my head. I just like the whole deliverance aspect of it. I wanted to keep pushing that out. So that whole thing was a journey. Yeah, it is. And I I think we can all agree that decades of racism that led to a ride was totally worth that article. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) So in other things that are driving this Twitter insane <laughs> would you would you believe it's uh, it's signs i would it is frequent i would i would same so epcot is currently going through an era and unfortunately for Did some, you say era or error yes so <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> no era i'm sorry okay, okay i just i just wanted to make sure i just want to make sure i'd agree but, probably so... either way but <laughs> So there's new Epcot parking lot names. So as we know them, they're like discover, create, explore, wonder, journey, amaze, imagine based on like, you know, old Epcot. But we are so woke at Disney now. So, (laughs) so woke here. So now they're going to have characters on the signs instead of like, you know, those names that we have come to know. So it's going to be, let me see, Crush, Dory, Rocket, Gamora, Wally, Moana, and Hey Hey. You know, fairly not not crazy. You know, they're using their IP, and mm-hmm. apparently that is that is the end of the world. So <laughs> why why is this a problem, girl? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like I thought it was gonna be a thing. Like what what's the deal? They are heated about it's it. Just, I don't know why. Just people are people again. They don't like change. Yeah. I mean, all the other stuff going on, you'd imagine this would occur. I mean, I'm I'm going to be the hot take and say I always hated the parking names for 
Epcot because they were kind of impossible to remember unless you were like a diehard fan. Unless you like, were in Explore 69. We lost Explore 69, which I think is the did. biggest problem here. That is the biggest loss. <laughs> now I it's Rocket 69. Yeah, I don't want a 69 Rocket. I have no issue, no, no issue no, with no, that. No, no, do like, I. I'm not yucking you anyone's don't? yum. But no, I don't, don't want a 69 rocket. I find no. interesting. You're not and, it's not, and he's not a, ro- Bradley he's not Cooper. a raccoon. It's not. Oh, yeah. wait. Is it bestiality to fuck rocket? Is that? I mean, um, how do I say no? In, no, he's an alien. So I would say no. <laughs> yeah. No, Yeah, I'm going to say no. I mean, okay. Because he stands on two feet. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm, that's my criteria. Is that your rule? That was your reasoning? <laughs> your reason. I'm trying to justify my attraction to Rocket, y'all. So you can. So Sarah's rule is: if it stands on two feet, it's fair game. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so a Velociraptor is fair game, is what you're saying, basically. If you can catch it, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Clever girl. If it don't catch you first, clever girl. (laughs) I mean, I don't see anything wrong with the signs. It's going to be easier for people to remember because it's IP characters. I mean, it's not for diehard fans. I, I did predictably see the the disgusting garbage person hot take that well nobody likes Gamora why would you use that and it's like oh, fuck you her. yeah well, I saw that I I here's what I would say about that I think it's weird that it's not Groot I don't know why it's Gamora yeah, yeah why would but, it be yeah. Rocket and Gamora I'm not like, mad at it, it but I'm like, no I'm not mad at it Groot would have made random. more sense yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is it's just weird to be like, and Gamora. It's so funny, too, because they're like, here's Gamora. And I'm going, you still have not brought Gamora out. Like, there is no meet and greet with Gamora. There's never been a meet and greet that was on that concept art with there, Gamora. So there is in, in, in California. They've never they haven't had they, her there. They have not had Groot here. They've not had Gamora oh. here. Those oh, have been, Dis- no, at Disney World. I no, mean, they had yeah. no, it's never happened. No, they had yeah. them at one point in that show. No, you not meet. But no, yeah, you can't meet him though. Yeah, they had him in oh, the yeah, show. Oh, yeah, you can't meet him, but you can't. Oh, meet him. oh, oh, oh. But they never sure, had yeah. group. They had a little street show. No. Well, they had that that show they did a couple years ago at the at the Epcot Theater at the American Pavilion, um, which was like hits, and they were like, it was kind of cute. It was kind of fun. Liked it. But yeah, you couldn't I mean, meet Star Lord or anything from there. You could only ever meet Star Lord and Groot and Baby. It was Baby Groot at Hollywood Studios. Oh yeah, that's right. It's yeah. also right. it's also loosely like it's loosely like Space and Earth, right? Rocket is, Gamora yeah. Wally, which is like Crush Dory, villains hey, hey, and Moana. right? Which is like villains and heroes at, mm-hmm. at Magic Kingdom. It's fine. Like yeah. I, I I get the desire to do this 100. percent I don't know why. The only issue yeah. I had was I saw when I finally went uh, for my last day at Epcot. These were all done. Um, mm-hmm. and you could see that there were new signs placed, but the old signs were still there and they sort of just pasted like the thing on top of it. And I was like, you better uh... change those out eventually. And like, that's gotta happen because that's grody. But beyond that, it's fine. It works. That's the only thing I was mad about, but I don't know. I, I think it's funny when people are like, I agree kind of with where's figment. I, I don't have an issue with that. I kind of say you could put figment in here, but of course it's not land or, space i get that i mean do but. the general public know figment beyond the the bucket thing but That's you can get thing. it you can I mean, you can get his, away with it though. as his own ride i mean like i mean it, it's not good though nathan Let's no be- it's not good but there's a whole ride <laughs> and it's with figment you know like you can get away with that i just think it's funny when people are like you know i want i want one to be 
I'm trying to think of an example here. Ham and uh, egg and ham from Can Chicken Cabaret. And I'm like, why? <laughs> but like, that doesn't I exist. Mean... Yeah. This oh, is Lord. People are funny. So I want it to be robot and bird from the. Oh, so that's a very old reference. Um, that's a super old. The bird and the robot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robot, yeah. I don't even know that one. Holy shit. I Me mean, neither. <laughs> that was uh, a. Just smile and nod, Victoria. World of Motion. World of Motion. <laughs> world of Motion. Right? World, yeah, world, world of Motion. motion um, in the. I don't know what they called that room. The showcase room oh, at the Lord. end. It was yeah, great. Was it was a show about a show about down, robotics. Though. It was explaining. It was explaining. <laughs> it was explaining industrial robotics to like a nineteen seventies and eighties audience. Yeah, like, like they had the it, one, it, like pre Kuka arm sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, that was probably the shit back then. Yeah, it was. It was cool. It was one yeah, of the best shows fun. in Epcot. It was a bird. It, yeah. it was a traditional kind of tiki room bird, and he ta- he said Boyd like that, and he was like, "I got to show you off this robot." And it was kind of a cute show. You can watch it online. It's still available. It's, anyway, it's online. It's cute. Uh, get your shit together, people. It's fine. <laughs> Let's talk about Figment, though, for a second, though. Because um, I my last trip was the Festival of the Arts. I did get to go do Festival of the Arts. Not farts. So, Yay! Not farts, arts. And so <laughs> I wanted to uh, do a little review. Um, it's Festival of the Arts is my favorite. Um, I love Festival of the Arts. I spend way too much money at Festival of the Arts every year. Um, I got several small postcard size stuff. I, every year I get the Dave, uh, Dave Perello, like four pack of new attraction posters. Um, oh, and, uh, I've got to get them all framed. And then, uh, I bought a big Raiders of the Lost Ark. They had a whole corner of Indiana Jones art this year. I think everyone knows the new movies coming because there was a lot, but the food was fun. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff people liked before, but the really cool thing is the fig, uh, figments inspiration station, which took over, the Odyssey. So if you uh, go to the Odyssey now, of course, that was where the preview center for all the Epcot stuff that never happened was. And uh, they finally got rid of all that. And now they have this really cute uh, figment inspiration station area. And it's got most of the Wonderground gallery art in it. Um, and then they brought back the old tables, the old um I guess they're like, I don't know what to call them, pin tables. They're like, it, you know, you put your hand in it and all the pins move on the other side. Yeah, and oh, that's hand. cool. And they have huge kind of like pool table size versions of that. And those were, I guess, from the original uh, exit from A Journey of Imagination. So they refurbed those and brought those back. And there's a uh, even a figment from uh, the figment with his paintbrush and his art kit um from journey that they've refreshed and brought back and it's it's kind of in there but it's all neon rainbows and there's a dreamfinders balloon goes by and it's really cute and it really kind of pays homage uh to the original ride so it's worth seeing if uh, you have the opportunity to they even have art or uh, uh not art but projections of figment that were originally used for image works uh, oh, cool. that, they've, that they've kind of reused and and they kind of come up pop up in different areas and sort of do their little thing. So they really put their, there's a lot of love in it. Um, and I would really recommend that. So Festival of the Arts, it was a lot of fun. Figments area is great. A really cool thing is outside of the Inspiration Station is a bubble machine, but the bubble machine uh, isn't just a bubble machine. I don't know if any of them's ever seen this before. I'd never had before in my life. It's bubbles with, I guess, steam in it or some form mm-hmm. of- yeah. uh, Oh, those like are cool, smoke. yeah. And mm-hmm. so you yeah. pop it and it goes foof and it makes a little, little, and so I sat there for yep. a good 10 minutes, just popping bubbles. Um, and everybody <laughs> would come by. Should. 
Yeah, and people were just coming by and going, oh my gosh, there's steam. Like, it was a legitimate surprise to lots of people, and it kind of yeah. had that, like, oh, that's this is the fun stuff, you know? This is the stuff that people really like. This is what they remember. So, um, yeah, Festival of the Arts. It's great. I love it. Lots of good art this year. It's it's well thought out. Lots of extra space, especially with the Odyssey not being used for other purposes. So, um, the only thing I miss, my heart still misses this, several years ago, when they did Festival of the Arts, they had actual lectures uh, in the Odyssey. Oh, so, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Don Hahn was there. Yeah. I and, wish those. Yeah, the they had a guy come and talk about animatronics, and they showed footage of Sir from Alien Encounter. It was all the test footage. Yeah. So it was clean, crisp, almost HD footage of Sir, like the whole routine. And you're like, thank God someone wow. has that. Um, and yeah, I missed <laughs> that aspect. And it was always full. There was always people checking out those things. I really miss that. I hope they bring it back. I'm sure it's sort of a, um, you know, I don't know if it's a highlight for them or not anymore, but it, it should be. It felt very Epcot to have some some people there in residency, kind of for the festival, as it were. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's Epcot Festival of the Arts. Uh, there was one other thing people are signing at Epcot Festival of the Arts. Victoria, tell us about this. Uh, it's not a picture. It's a doll that you can get at Festival of the Arts and get signed. Yes, and I will be getting two of them. I don't care what it takes, but <laughs> so Disney for I guess it's for their uh, for Black History Month, I believe. Um, they basically collaborated with Creative Soul Photography. So for those who don't know, um, I'm sure you've seen it. They're like prints of these um, these little black girls in African inspired outfits based on Disney princesses. They worked with them to create four dolls that are based on Cinderella, Rapunzel, Snow White, and Tiana. They're going to be on Shop Disney February 3rd, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, February 3rd. And I know the um, photographers are going to be at Festival of the Arts signing prints of the original photos that they did the February 3rd to the 5th. And they are just very The gorgeous. photos are gorgeous. They're, They're so gorgeous. great. Yeah. I, just, I mean, the, the dolls are the, the, the yeah. skin tones on the dolls are just impressive on its own. Yeah, and the yeah. hair texture too, and like the different hairstyles. So, Victoria, I'm assuming Tiana is one of them you're getting. Yes. What's the other one? <laughs> um, Snow White. Okay. Oh, it's very beautiful. And 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 evidently the dresses are all sort of representative of the of the various African diaspora, right? Like it's mm-hmm. yeah, it, 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 yeah, that is so cool. My favorite is the. Uh, Rapunzel one. That one is just the fire. Rapunzel that, one that, is gorgeous. So good. They're really, really pretty, and and it's great because it's the dolls amazing. But then they did these incredible photos with models, to sort of restyling them as a real person, and it just it's they're really, really lovely. Yeah, yeah. More of this stuff, Disney. This is fun. Yes, I like More this. this. They, there's been, I think this has been an interesting year. I was at Target the other day. And they had some, uh, Barbie had some new dolls out for Black History Month, but they also had some like uh, more kind of, uh, I don't know how to put it. They, they were not Barbie dolls dolls. They were more like like plush dolls um, of, of different people and different things. And I thought this is so neat and it's so good to see that kind of representation. So good on Disney as much as we're kind of Splash Mountain-y boo, but you know, at the same time. <laughs> There are things like this, which kind of bring things to light, which I love. Let's get into some drama. Let's talk about uh, Victoria. Let's end uh, talking about uh, Walt Disney World with uh, one of our favorite places at Walt Disney World. 
oh yeah it's the return of the coffee shop <laughs> <laughs> so we have come back full circle to the um, carousel coffee shop debacle god our community is just so trash um yeah so, <laughs> so I do recall a article a while ago where Josh DeMauro stated that he does in fact listen to the Disney community. And I'm guessing this is an example of it because the big complaint about the coffee shop was that it was like, it was bland. Like there was, it was, it was very just like corporate whole foods. So they addressed (laughs) the guest complaints. I mean, the whole foods to be honest, but yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, but, I mean, anywho. So, yeah, yeah. so they added more framed ride photos. They added like vintage photos of Julie Andrews. I believe it's like from when the park or uh, Magic Kingdom first opened. They added some succulents to the tables to give it, you know, a little bit of spice. Um, the pictures. Yeah, work that's for about me. it. The pictures work the pictures for me. Work for me. The problem here is the succulents. The succulents feel very much like I just opened a coffee shop. It's it I literally don't hate the succulents though, but I'm also a plant bitch, so yeah. <laughs> it just it just I, I just want to know what furniture avenue they went to last minute to pick up all these chairs because right. it just it just feels like wait are so... those new chairs too? Yeah, all oh, the chairs are new. Well, the whole setup that. is it not like oh. this whole like this the. Well, the whole the you're correct. Like, yeah, we kind of talked in the oh, previous oh, episode. Yeah, yeah. About oh, all okay. Of that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, all right. new. Yeah, new as in you know clearance from last Yeah, but they, yeah, they got those on Wayfair. I'm pretty sure. No, um, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the no, I mean that they're, they're actually. I mean, the chairs are kind of tasteful. I like the curved wood back. None of that is offensive. It's just like just uh, I mean, it's just boring. They but tried. did they really do it because people compl- like the no, headline no, of this no, made no. me question they did it because know. of guest complaints come on that's i think what it, that's what i it think said. this is classic disney though at this point and they really need to learn everything's gotta be 100 percent done when you do it don't open something yeah. when it's i, I think it's 75 done like well, don't I, I think it's that except well, for the succulents furniture is like coming late for everybody so right but the succulents yeah. that's not a back yeah. order thing that might be something that was added <laughs> no the succulents not... were picked up from the home depot day yeah. well, y'all gonna stop hating on the succulents They're no fine. i like the succulents i just think it's weird it's, it's just, just a weird it's ridiculous touch. yeah, yeah it's, it's really very... ridiculous yeah it please is. stop saying succulents please stop saying succulents um <laughs> It's making me very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, that's 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 the yeah our our uh, so the, the one that needs the fainting couch on this episode is certainly Dave Cobb. That's how it always succulents was. succulents. Oh. Now I'm doing it in a chunk succulents. Sean Connery's succulents. The word just sounds wrong now. Mm. I don't know. See, Mish Money Penny. I bought you a succulent Mish Money Penny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come over here for your succulent. Ooh. All right. Hot Moving on. Moving, moving on. on. Moving on. Uh, let's go to the West Coast. Sarah, what do you got for us? The West Coast. Okay, so um as of recording this, we're a day before the Disney 100th. So that's super exciting. Tomorrow will be the first day that Disneyland will be having like all of its celebrations. Um, and one Do we of the... get to celebrate it over here at all, or is this no. going to be y'all? Uh, y'all have reached your budget <laughs> I mean, with like. I mean, technically, they said after the 50th, we're going to get something, but oh, sure. I only sure, think. Sure, sure, sure. That's what I'm like. I'm like, sure. You're going to paint all the gold statues silver. <laughs> I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Really? I mean, we get that thing at Epcot, but other than that, that's sure, the only sure, thing I know sure. of. 
Sorry, yeah. continue. I'm sorry. I'm being. So, it's okay. Here. It's okay. Um, so <laughs> there's like a, a bunch of medallions that are being put around. I saw a lot of them over the week um, at downtown Disney. Um, and they're just like 100th medallions. They're just like really big silver coins. Um, they're very beautiful. Um, and there are banners being hung around the resort, which I absolutely do not like. I said they look like CDs to me um, on Main Street. Personally, they look like DVDs, like in CDs. Like half um, CDs, yeah. Yeah, I don't really like it. But, right, you know, this is my first time seeing them. I was trying to be surprised, but. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are being hung up. Um, also, the castle has gotten some really cool um, new features on there. They also have the banners, and we finally have the fountains. They're working. Fountains are great. The They're fountains are beautiful. Look be- not yeah. the people hating on the taco bar just talking about they like fountains. You don't make <laughs> just- me sick. I'm just saying. <laughs> I like the fountains. All right. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it's really exciting to finally see the 100th kind of come kind coming into Disneyland, and there's going to be some awesome um, shows that will be fe- uh, be featured tomorrow as well. Um, Wondrous Journeys as well as World of Color One yeah. and Runaway Railway will be opening up tomorrow. Now, sorry, you will be at Runaway Railway, and we're going to do a full yes. Uh, Hopefully, full... if I get a pat, if I get a boarding pass, fingers crossed. But you are you going to. Do the, are you gonna do the fireworks shows and stuff too? I'm going to try to. Yeah, I want okay. to. Yeah, cool. so I'm gonna we'll see the fireworks. Some on location. I yeah. believe in you. We're gonna try, y'all. They said we gotta be there at 7 a.m. to get those boarding passes. That sounds familiar. I remember those days. Girl, you yeah. might as well just suck it up and get a lightning lane. That's what I'm doing. I I don't know if they have them on the first day. Maybe if oh, they yeah, do, they I do. will. No, they don't. Not mm-hmm. on the first day. Yeah, I even um, tried to like. You, I don't know. I tried even to be like, oh, you guys have DOS for this? And they're like, nope. You gotta like, I know. Gotta I, do it like to, I asked about that when I registered. They were like, no. And I was like, yeah. oh, damn. Do, so, do the medallions look better in person? Because every yeah. photo I see looks super flat. Yeah. No, it's actually, I like them. They're, they're, I, they looked kind of stupid in the pictures, yeah. But, um, yeah, they in don't photograph they, well. They don't. But in person, they actually look really cool. Um, cool. And they do stand out. And like at the same, they stand out, but at the same time, they blend in. Sure. So it's not like really weird okay. looking. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, y'all got um, beautiful for, monorail wrap. Uh, that like, monorail wrap looks. Is it for us? Oh, That's y'all. Yeah. Oh yeah. shoot! Look at us! Look at Disney World. Oh, Disney World. Like I saw it go over the water, and I was like, yep. "Holy shit! It looks oh, wow. gorgeous." Yeah, I I posted it and I put uh, it uh, over in Walt Disney World, and I put our fiftieth uh, wrap <laughs> for it was like one at the front car you know you should check out if you want to see that video go ahead and check out my twitter um it it's a it's over the you know kind of close to the matterhorn like over the lake and it's oh boy it's really pretty it's It's full-on it's a full-on wrap it's It's, holographic it's holographic it's gorgeous oh wow yeah yeah Yeah. oh my god oh okay i'm gonna write that tomorrow yeah. You and you saw the you saw the brouhaha about the about the misquote from Walt, right? Yes. Correct. That yeah. was on the, on the Mickey what did they on the well, so on the Mickey statue, and then on some of the bunting banners out in downtown Disney, it uh, it uses the quote, "It all started with a mouse," and that's not the full quote. The no. full quote is, "It was all started with a mouse." I mean, they only got so much banner space. I know it's like it's one word, folks. It's the sentiment remains. I, I, people were were saying it's you know. Anyway, again, I mean, people the, complain about everything. Thing I, one thing I saw was they got the year 
they got some gears wrong on some attractions. Like I saw somebody was like pissed about Matterhorn. Some of the band, 1955. They said that Matterhorn opened in 1955. Yes, that was. Um, I saw that one too. That's okay. That that's pretty hilarious. egregious. Yeah. yeah, I was just much. like, y'all, y'all just be grateful yeah. it's still there. Like, my God. <laughs> I would say this though they they have a horrid record when it comes to this stuff recently. Like, mm. whether it's dates or quotes, I mean, I still shouldn't see if you can dream it, you can do it on anything. Yeah. I should not a- anything, right? Anything, anything. Um, I uh, real side note story. Uh, I've had a student who did a a, a speech on Walt Disney. And he began oh. with that quote, and I was like, "Whoops, failed." <laughs> <laughs> you done did a whoopsie, Nathan and you picked the wrong that. professor to try this on. <laughs> <laughs> I see Nathan giving him a D. Uh, no, I, I was, I was nicer than that. I was nicer. Than that. <laughs> I don't expect everyone to be stupid, dumb about this kind of stuff. Um, okay. But Sarah, we should yeah. talk about another sign. We were talking about Epcot signs earlier. Yes. Um. So Toontown is also they, well. They just got a new sign. Um. For the entrance. So that was really really cool. Each letter um represents a different character that is in Toontown. Mm-hmm. Um. I have one gripe with this. I feel like Roger Rabbit should have got a character. Mm-hmm. Personally. Um. But that's okay. Um. But the sign in person looks super super cool. I absolutely love it. Um. It's very vibrant, very colorful, very pretty. Um. But yeah, it seems that's... messy from photos. It just seems hard. Yeah, to... I was, it I is. I was gonna ask you that because in I person had... it's better. Okay, in person it's better. Okay. In person, yeah, a lot of the stuff in person is better. Like it's not none, not a lot of it is photographing well, which is very interesting because we live in the Instagram age. Yeah, um, you would think that that would be the very first thing that would come to mind, but um, you would think. Yeah, are those, but are I, those but small fits. signs new, or are those old and refurbed? Small signs? Which one? Yeah, there's a couple the small new small signs. signs. Oh, um, oh, yeah. I, I'm i not sure. So they we have like new. Mouse Ear Society and the WJW. Yeah. My favorite Hysterical is Toontown Hysterical Society, yeah. which is a very – I would put that on a Sign shirt. me up. Let me tell you. Yeah. Hysterical um, has been my last two weeks, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's very – it's a lot better in person, so just okay. – yeah, I had some I had some concerns. I actually asked a friend of mine about um, readability for kids because there are certain mm. things that's, you that was can't, my concern as well. should and shouldn't do. Yeah, for um, emergent readers is is the issue, and we we, we used to deal with this all the time with uh, museums and stuff. But the, she wasn't so hard on it. She's like, there are issues with it for in terms of color blindness is one issue. But that was my anyway, first um, concern was color I'll 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 see when I see it. Yeah, you know, it is it not, is busy. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's busy, yeah. too busy, but <clears throat> it is too. I, if you if you say in person, it's fine. I believe you. I think in person it's better because of the outlining. The outlining's pretty bold, mm. so you okay. can spot that out pretty easily. Um, mm. But it, I feel it like half our news overwhelming. I feel like half our news represents me. Like I'm better in person too. <laughs> Don't look at my photo. Like I'm better. In, I'm I'm better. It's I'm prettier in person. No. I promise. I promise. Um. um yeah. So that's cool, but let's go. Let's go inside, and you're going to give yeah. us a full rundown. Uh, oh yeah, next yes, time. Oh. I am so excited for this. Me um, too. So so I I can't wait, and I can't wait to also compare it to. Um, well, okay, 
first of all, uh, new photos of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Toontown were released. Uh, we saw some queue photos, which the queue just looks amazing. They so stuck good. their foot in that queue. Let me they tell you. did. And the posters that they have up are so just like amazing like my favorite one was the high school uh musical no what was it it was like high, high school, school goofical goofical yeah three <laughs> that one was good and then the I like, um yeah i the like the mouse that one was good. oh the, oh, the mouse yeah. yeah. that on my wall. So I, and good. I want all as of the, them they're so good the kid as the kids say today this cue eats yeah, yeah, yeah. this whole thing just eats <laughs> it eats it eats yeah it it definitely eats. Eats. It's, the title of this yes it just <laughs> look at look at dave trying to be hip um dave uh, was always hip oh come on i'm the old man <laughs> um but like i'm uh i saw these pop out on scott gustin's feed and was like jaw down to my knees because i've yeah. been on yep runaway railway in florida and to mm-hmm. me I, there was an interesting comment online somebody's like this feels like this was designed for florida but they ran out of space in the queue and they needed more queuing in that building but because this is greenfield and all new construction they could do it i, I don't know if that's true but man this it it would benefit florida to add all of this because it really well, adds I mean, I so much it was to because the, the stories are slightly different aren't they i think yeah. they're the same well, well are they? I know, the key was to, I know this runaway railway has like two different seat, like two additional scenes, I believe. Oh, yeah. I have no idea oh. about that. But I think up to, I think it's just the theater aesthetic. I think you're both going into a theater and seeing a show, but this one is yeah. going to be a cartoon theater. And then you get to go, I guess it's the, less about, I mean, you're going into the cartoon, but you're already, that is a weird difference in the sense that, and I wonder how they're going to address it if they address it at all. The cool thing about, spoilers, <clears throat> the cool thing about Hollywood Studios is it's all realistic and then you go through the screen and it's all cartoon. And it's cartoon. Yeah, okay. Because um, yeah. you're going in the cartoon. Yeah. But the thing about Toontown is it's the it's Toontown. So it it's one of those things where i'm not sure if it's going to be a translate the same <laughs> that's way a good, it's funny i did i didn't think about that until you just said that that's very interesting that yeah. you're, if, if yeah, you're in toontown you're already in a cartoon like i get it well it's 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 you know what that's probably why they leaned more into the idea that the queue is the history of toontown's you know hometown theater mm-hmm. um so and and what is premiered there i guess um yeah because in real if you're in toontown you could go through the screen and it just all happens for real after yeah. that right yeah you know? <laughs> yeah but still have cartoon, you guys but for real have you guys seen the photo of the facade i feel like it's just beautiful it's, it's really so colorful bad. and vibrant and like oh I, have you seen it at night though i haven't mm. night, I it looks sick oh yeah, my gosh I, I, also, I also love that they called it the el capitoon theater mm-hmm. yeah i know it's so cute yeah uh, yeah. I I'm I love so it. I yeah. I have a my friend Henry had mentioned in the past. He's been this was his sort of talking point, and I agree with that. Um, they should have always just made this exact thing that they're doing in in Disneyland, but they should have done it in Animation Courtyard, um, mm. here at Hollywood Studios, and then you could treat it like you're going into the studio to see artwork made, and you could have this stuff as being part of the cartoons they made in the studio, and then then the show is the same. So you're going into a screening room 
to watch a short, um, which I thought, yeah, then you don't lose great movie, right? Which makes total sense. Cause the thing about seeing something like this is then you kind of look at the, there's not enough room in great movie rides queue for any of this at all. It's really yeah. not. And they were only working with the space that they had. So that's why I'm like, not really bugging about the difference yeah. in the queues because they, Disneyland built theirs essentially from scratch. Like I think they yeah. took parking lots and stuff, but then mm-hmm. I'm also, Oh, I actually just had a thought. Is it? Do you think they over kind of did overkill with the queue because of the changes they're doing to Toontown? Um, like, what do you? Because it's like, like you know, it's like more open spaces. They're kind of mm. like, mm. like all that stuff. They took away the Roger Rabbit fountain, and people are pissed. Well, about I feel that. like it fits in with the. I have you ever been inside Mickey's house? Oh in yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. And that's like, what I was it, saying. Like it fits. It fits that. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, but yeah. is it like compensating for what they took away? I guess. I mean that's fine. Well, I think that works that, for me. I mean it works. And for that me land's going to get that land is going to get a lot more people in it. So that queue is, mm-hmm. I bet, just massive. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a good nap on that grass. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, that, and I think that grass is also <laughs> like extra stroller parking, if I if I remember correctly, because there's already stroller parking there. I hope not. Um, I, hope I don't think always, but I think on the big days, you'll see more. Of on, big big days, yeah. on big days, on big days, it will. Yeah. Yeah, I just see the... that as like a great place for children to just burn off that energy exactly. and run around. And I feel like, wasn't that the whole point of making tunes, like take kind of well, putting these yeah. grass patches I mean, as making tr- it but like more kid-friendly? Yeah. It's not just so. that. It's also it's also the use case of that place is parents and or grandparents sitting around while the mm-hmm. kids play. And yeah. so it's a place to do that. Like, there, you know, there's a whole bunch of discussion on people criticizing that little patch of green that it's, you know, budget cuts. And I'm like, trust me, it is not. That, that was fought for. They fought yeah. to keep that. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. Because because every other, you go to any other park, especially in Europe, if you go to like Tivoli or, you know, most other theme parks in the world have places that are a park where you can sit like yeah. I, I, in the multitudes of exit polling I ever did on parks and attractions for work. There's always a bunch of people that write in, what would you like in the park? And there's always people that say more seating. I want to sit down. Yeah. There's never enough. And so I, you know, I, I think it's a little plain looking, but I think it will get very, very, very used more than people think it will. Yeah. And I, things look a lot, I'm losing my voice for some reason, but <clears throat> things look a lot less plain looking when you fill it with people. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't think we'll ever see that place look like that in real life. Yeah. So yeah, less of a problem. Um, Sarah, why don't we go back to Orlando, but let's talk some universal news. Um, yeah. Speaking um, of cartoon areas and their changes. <laughs> this is kind of um, sad. Um, so in Universal Studios Orlando, the Kids Zone area has closed um, and had a couple of IPs there. It had Curious George Goes to Town, DreamWorks Destination, um, Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster, um, and Five L's Play Land. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of sad. I mean, when I was there, I'm gonna be honest. I walked through it, but it's not Most for me. Do. It's for yeah. it's for the children. Right, so it's for it's, the kids. It's for the kids, and I and I think Universal has um a really big problem with not having enough kid areas. So it's kind of how oh, they're getting rid of this. They're addressing it though. At least I think. Now this is just word on the street. They said they're gonna turn it into something trolls. That whole area. That's what I would. That's oh, the, okay. I, my money's on trolls. Yeah. My money's yeah. on trolls as well. But someone else said. It was like some obscure like DreamWorks thing they saw on like the construction wall that I wouldn't even have even thought of. 
I can't I just remember want, it now. I'm not going to get it, but I just want a full bikini bottom. I just want it. Like, no <laughs> one's ever made cool. it. I just want yeah. it. And you oh, already have I designed. I designed so many of those for Paramount Parks. I'll have yeah. to show you. Uh, we did a we did an indoor wild mouse that was themed to the driving school episode. Oh, oh my gosh. so good. And, oh, and, and at the end of the ride, the final break zone at the end, you hit Mrs. Puffs. And she, why, SpongeBob, why? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys oh, remember the just... racing game that was like based off of the, the driving yes. school? Yes. I had yeah. it. I, I loved it. it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we don't, I mean, DreamWorks Destination, for those who don't know, was Barney for far longer than DreamWorks Destination. So <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Barney. So um, but Barney. yeah, Fifel, man, talk about holding in. I loved Fifel growing up. Fifel Goes West was one of my favorite movies. I played the Super Nintendo video game all the time. Um, but it's insane that Fifel is still in Universal till yeah. now. It's yeah. crazy. kind of shook. Like, they held that, on to him for a while. Yeah. That giant tiger puppet was so good. That too. was, it was cool. really, really Back great. Day, yeah. Man, it's a cool area. I'm excited for what they're doing. I have one story about Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster, which is uh, it's the only time in a theme park I've ever had to use a dad voice. Um, I oh. was in line. <laughs> dad and, voice. Yeah. So some parents just let their kids get in line. And they were in front of me and they jumped the fence. There was an electrical box and on the left, it wasn't like they weren't in danger of the ride, but there was an electrical box and they jumped kind of the, or went underneath the thing. I don't think it was, it wasn't drastic. It was like going under the, the, uh, whatchamacallit, the chain or whatever. And they started opening this electrical box. uh, And I immediately went, Hey, and I, I don't, (laughs) Not a voice I knew I had in me, um, but I immediately was like, you're not allowed back there. Get back over here. And these kids oh, were like, Lord. yes, sir. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. I have that power. Like, I get your know. ass back over there right now. That's, that's what I like. Dad voice is my teacher that's voice. A, that, that's a good dad voice. Yeah. That's also when I like to pull out this one. Uh, you can only oh. see this on camera, not for a listening audience, but putting, the those, putting those glasses the down. Glasses. Putting those glasses down. <laughs> That right, that looking over the glasses like that. It's that I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Look. Oh, yeah. that's the worst. Oh, it's the I worst. They, I, I it was just, and they were good till the they rode, but it was just one of those moments where I was like, <laughs> I don't, and I really don't. I, the kids can sit on railings. I don't really care. Like if you yeah. bust your head, it's not my problem. But I was like, I, you're not going to electrocute yourself in front of me. Like what are you doing? <laughs> you were looking not, out for them. Yeah. Yeah, so I had to pull out my dad voice on Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coach. Yeah. So we thank you um, for your service. Yeah, I saved a child's life, so take that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> let's move over to Hollywood uh, for Universal. Yeah, I'm excited because we got some serious news. We have uh, one of us on this panel has uh, went and and explored Super Mario Land, and Yay! Sarah is super jealous because it's not her. Very, very, Dave. <laughs> Tell us yeah. about Super Mario Land. Okay, so uh, I mean, the TLDR of all of it is it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's um, it it is as good as the pictures look. Um, it you walk into it, and I actually it's bigger than I expected it to be, and taller than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the sight line the sight lines in that park are a nightmare, but they managed to very cleverly when you're right in the sweet spot in most of the land, you can't see the Comcast Tower because it's hidden behind Bowser's Castle. Like it's very clever that way um the people that are criticizing that you do see the rest of the world 
you know, fuck off. It's this this park just doesn't have yeah. flat land like no. like Why, you know, on the side uh, Orlando of a goddamn does. mountain. Like, <laughs> right. The yeah. fact that they the fact that they got those sight lines for Hogwarts so good is because they put it in the highest point of the park and yeah. aimed it towards the sky. You know what yeah. I mean? So anyway, it's um, but it's really pretty. The the sound, this music and sound in the land is really well done and really well tuned. It follows you around and it never feels too loud, but it's very energetic. Um, just the public space out in the middle, there are these little toadstool seating areas for parents to sit on while the kids run around and play with their power-up bands. Um, it is beyond charming. It I is saw so the, great. I and- saw the banana peel wet floor signs. I know. Yes, awesome. which are Ooh, that's cool. Which are funny though, because you can actually those are off the shelf. Yeah, Just, that yeah. was a very clever purchase by somebody in at Universal because it fits. <laughs> it's very clever. Um, uh, so yeah, the I got a power power band. I played all uh all the, the most of the interactive areas. I got my three keys. I did the Bowser Junior challenge. You know, um, all of that is really top notch. Like this is. Quite frankly, this is Universal whipping their dick out and saying, all right, Disney, what are you doing next? Because Bounty Hunters got nothing on this, no, right? Like no, yeah. Bounty Hunters is fun, but just the the fact that Universal gamified it enough to have you get little stickers on your phone, in, on, on an app in your phone, and there's different yeah. challenges and you can see what all the challenges are. Like the repeatability of this land is off the charts. How much is the power you can and play it, it all the time? You. Yeah, how much is the, you yeah. Switch. How much yeah, is the band right. in comparison to the Magic? Plus, uh, and then like forty dollars, like forty bucks. Yeah, like forty. Similar, but similar, similar. Yeah, which was less. one minor complaint about that is that they don't actually fasten like a like a magic band. They're like a slap bracelet, like an okay. old ninety slap bracelet. Yeah. Um, and they tend and when you're punching things, mine got loose and fell off uh, a couple okay. times. Um, but there um, are now so, also magic bands that are slap bracelets. So that's interesting. Oh, okay. That right. they beat them. To um, that. My one, uh, we went and ate in at, at Toads, and the food was actually really great. Um, oh, good, uh, good. The 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 pesto chicken Luigi pesto chicken sandwich was quite lovely. The Mount Beanpole layer cake was fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, the menu is obviously a little different than it has a lot of sure. crossover with Japan, but there's a lot of stuff in Japan that just wouldn't fly here, like cream of mushroom soup and that kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it, it so overall a, a solid a like the whole thing is just lovely i really want to go back but let's so, get into the details of a uh, two minor quibbles okay one minor quibble one minor quibble about the game about the park wide the land wide game the interactive game is that it's really fun it is pretty repeatable it's about a third or two thirds of, or about a half of, of what's in Japan. There's a whole section mm-hmm. in Japan that's called the underground, which has all these, it's this little cavern. And if you've seen the video, it's very, very cool. They just didn't have the space. So it's not, I'm not, this isn't a complaint. It's just a comment like, well, it's too bad. They didn't have the space in, right. in Hollywood. And they really don't like that. That part, but they will so in fun. Epic. There's no way they won't have it. In and Epic. they will, right. They'll have it all in Epic, which is fine. And Epic will get the donkey Kong coaster too. So yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, where ho- Hollywood, there's Hollywood, there's just nowhere to put no. that unless they get rid of more sound stages, which, you know, maybe they will. There's been rumors that they're going to move the front lot to a new plot of land uh, next door to the studio and then like sure. pave oh. over a bunch of the sound. That, that, but that, that has been in works for t- decades and it's never happened. So I doubt it. Um, it is something that they, they could add that if they found space for it, like get rid of the Panda Express next door, which would be my uh, my bet. And just my, my vote would be nuke that thing and put yeah. in the underground, put in more game. <laughs> so the so the game, the game is good, 
whereas Japan's was to me on video, Japan's was very great. So, mm-hmm. but it, it didn't, it didn't detract. I just got to a point where I'd done all of it and I went, Oh, where's the underground? I guess they didn't do it here. Sure. Um, then you have uh, Mario Kart. Um, the queue is amazing. It's not quite as uh, in depth as the one in Japan. That there are more rooms and bigger indoor queue than than uh, uh, than Japan. Um, there's also a part of the queue that's not in Japan. There's this underground area where in the, you're in this UV mushroom crystalline cave. I don't oh, know cute. what game it's from, oh. but it's but it's it's the it's the first part of the queue that you go through, and and that's not. I don't think that's in Japan at all. Um, and then you get to the Mario Kart AR ride. And so, you know, I, I, if you guys didn't know, I put out a big screed on Twitter back in March 2021 when people were complaining about it not being fast when yeah. they watched the videos. Right. And I had this very long sit down, children, and and, and you must be taught and, and not to <laughs> school anybody. But but the truth is, I've tried to do fast rides with interactivity. I have mocked up laser tag guns on family coasters like gadgets go coaster yeah. style to try to we did a nickelodeon test for for paramount parks where we tried to do a splat coaster where you shot splat targets as you went through and it was a simple skinning overskin. so we did a mock-up i bought a bunch of laser tag guns at, at at a toy store and brought them to the park it does not work because you can't aim especially for little kids. Then you put in the factor of people holding a plastic thing in their face and they're being thrown around. They're smacking each other with the guns. Yeah. Like uh... it just, it speed, you have to pick one speed or interactivity. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and then some people said, well, um, you know, they should have had a, a fast moment. And I argue, no, asking people to stop playing the game in the middle of an interactive ride doesn't work. We, we almost ran into that problem in, in men in black. Um, but we fixed it by making it a focal thing about shooting the other car, right? Right. So oh. it's it, it, so that's an and the other problem is speed equals distance and size. And that's about you're taking the budget and you're spreading it across with w- less scenery across more space that you're not seeing okay. for very long, right. right? So and then the number one reason that it, it isn't fast is and and they picked interactivity over speed is the the nintendo brand represents the pinnacle and gold standard of gameplay of all sorts mm-hmm. if you fail at the game you fail at nintendo branding it right. can nintendo is not about speed yes mario kart has speed elements but in reality it's not it's about gameplay and strategy that's true right? that's very true so so when you get to that on the game uh, my one criticism of it as a ride is that the first time you ride it it is overwhelming and chaotic. There's so much going on, right? And and it and it took me a while to kind of grok what was happening. I came off it going, wow, that was something. Let's do it again. And the mm-hmm. second time I wrote it, I really, really, really enjoyed it because I I understood what was coming. I I understood the difference between what was happening in in the game and AR versus what was happening in the in the actual rooms. Sure. Um, the AR is better than I expected it to be. Um, it is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but the fact that Universal did this is a massive, massive swing, right? And so I'm giving it props for being the first and being as good as it is, even though it's not perfect, but that is a technology that will get better as the right ages. They'll, they'll upgrade components. They can, um, you know, they can, they can uh, tweak things by the time it gets to Epic. It might even be, and I've heard the one here is better than Japan. Epic will probably be better than this, but it's a, 
they take some big swings. There are AR characters in stereo 3D space because your AR is a left and right eye, like 3D glasses. Right. right. There are animated video game characters sitting on pieces of the set that are wow. occluded by the set. So that they're like standing behind a wall and in AR space, they're just a graphic from like the waist up, wow. but there's a scene, piece of scenery in front of them. And yeah, the AR, it jitters a little, the lineup isn't perfect uh, every time, but man, it's a clever, clever idea. Yeah. Um, the, the, the other thing about AR, just because I've been working in AR now for two and a half years, one of the big issues with it is peripheral vision. You don't really, a lot of the AR headsets have like a box in front of you that you see. It doesn't fully cover you like VR because you're dealing with basically a reflected image. It's like, it's basically Pepper's ghost for your face is the way to think of it, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, so, but the way Universal sort of, they hang a lantern on that actually, because you aim with your head. So there's oh, buttons okay. on the steering wheel to fire the shells, but you aim by moving your head around. And so you focus less on peripheral and more, I need to turn my head to find every target. And they come into view as you move. And so you you sort of forgive the fact that they kind of fall off the edge of your peripheral because right. that's not where you're focusing anyway. Right. It's, a, it's, a, it's fairly clever that way. Huh. Um, and there's... And the, but the part that's overwhelming that in, in in was a negative for my first ride, but will be a huge positive for every time thereafter. We wrote it three times, is that every time I go now, I pick up a little more strategy and I get the game better, just like a Nintendo game. Yeah. And you will get better at this ride the more you ride it, and you get more stickers and higher coins and, and yeah. higher more coins and higher points and higher score. So it's a very gratifying ride when you finally figure out the multiple um, uh, uh, game mechanics because sure. there's a lot, right? There's it, there's two primary mechanics, steering and shooting, right? Yeah. Shooting shooting shells, which you, you turn your head, you got to pick up the magic boxes to get the, the, those, just like in the game. And then the secondary mechanic is your steering wheel. And it's a dark ride on a track, so you're not actually steering. But what happens is you'll see little arrows pop in your peripheral like a, a red arrow that goes on left and right. And if everybody on the vehicle turns their steering wheel the same direction at the same time on that timing, you all get more coins. Okay. Everybody gets individual coins for doing it. If of all four of you do it correctly, the whole car gets like a hundred more coins. So it's, that's, that's the second mechanic. And then the other one, or the, or the first mechanic and the second one is shooting around. So it's like patting your head and rubbing your stomach the first time you ride it. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a lot. It's I a lot. Of... And I almost, I almost thought, I don't know. And then I wrote it again. Yeah. I was like, no, that's great. I love it. Okay. I'm glad it, I'm glad it works that second. I, there is a, I don't know. I feel like a trend currently between that and runaway railway and maybe even rise where, especially Falcon, there is a, it's like, a, it's best on third ride kind of vibe. I don't know what it is about new rides and, and sort of, uh, how they're kind of like they just kind of wash over people the first couple times. <laughs> I feel like that wasn't the case ages ago, but I think it's. I mean, Falcon for sure. It's like interactivity, right? It's like the moment you ask people to do stuff while also viewing a thing, it just immediately becomes more complicated. So I think but, it's because yeah. all of those rides are like just sensory overload. I should add so, web slingers to that too. I think web slingers is an, a great example of that kind of sensory overload. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a good point. It's like, may I yeah, ask a, a question? Yeah. 
So what's up with the uh, the seating arrangement on Mario Kart? Like for big booties? Oh, oh you're yeah, fine. I... It's 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 way more forgiving than I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be like um, like Secret Life of Pets, and it's not. Secret Life of Pets is okay. Is, there's a, there's a whole reason that Secret Life of Pets has right. the, the lap bar problem, and it's related to that it's also the Yoshi ride, and somebody was asleep at the wheel when they installed it here, and ops found out too late, and that's why. I mean, that's the inside scoop that I got from people there. So maybe they'll fix it later, maybe they won't. Um, this one, I fit, I'm I'm 5'11", 270, and I'm fine. I got a big old belly, and and, and it's snug, but it's not uncomfortable. So what about for tall people, then? Um, I don't think it'll be a problem because it's one of those restraints that goes sort of uh, uh, on top of your legs more than it does into your belly. Okay. Like a um, like some of the B and M non looping coasters have like this this restraint that sort of sits on top of your legs. Yeah. It's more that because because the the thing you pull down also has your steering wheel and speakers and a spot oh. for the visor to sit. Man, so it's this big console in front of you wow. that you pull down over your lap. That, there's do... something very clever there too. Like when you're when you put on the, the AR thing, there's a level at the beginning that sort of trains you how to look oh, and, cool. and shoot. And when you look, it's a training level, just like a game. When you when you look down at your steering wheel, you see your number of shells and number of coins as like a little digital readout. But cool. you don't see it. You have to look down to see it. It's not in your, cool. in your view while you're playing. Yeah, it's very clever. I do worry about. Um... Because when you say things about how the ride gets better with time, like if you, I, I just know it's going to be so incredibly busy. Like this is the first park that we're going to get, like, yeah, the first park that we're going to get like this in the in the States. And there's going to be so many people that want to go for it that they might not get that second or third ride yeah. within their visit, yeah. especially when it comes yeah. to the Universal parks. It's not like Disney yeah. parks, especially here, like mm-hmm. Universal Orlando does not have a lot of that AP culture. So yeah, you don't yeah. visit it that often. Yeah. And it's, and the, and you're right. That is a risk. I think it's pretty overwhelming the first time you ride it. But I think if you know that going in and know that it is a, from a game perspective, it is a non-fail game. You sure. can't lose. And you okay. always come out with coins, right? In, okay. in your account that it's, 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 it, it, again, my big concern going in is like, will the ride portion of it suffer if a, the game is too confusing or I don't play it? And so right. the my third ride, I actually didn't really play at all, and I just looked at the at the scenery, which is amazing. Sure. And the and the it's the best blending of uh, mapped projection and scenery I've ever seen because I couldn't. There were times when I couldn't tell what oh, was wow. actually what was real and what wasn't. And um, that third ride, I didn't really play. I shot a couple of shells, but I didn't really do any of the steering or anything. I still got a bunch of coins. I didn't get very much, but I I got enough to be like that was worth riding. So. It's that's a tough call. I think there are going to be people who ride it who go, I didn't like that. There's too much going on. It's a two hour wait. I didn't get enough out of it. There are going to be, there are people that are going to say that. I think that is somewhat true of a lot of attractions. I think rise falls under that. Like there's so much going on to your point, Nathan. Um, But it is a risk, Sarah. I think that's a very, very good point. And it is something that I thought about. I think that will be more of a problem with an older non-gaming audience but oh, I think true. that you yeah. pa- parents, millennial parents who've been playing these games and their kids who play even more complicated games now, yeah. um, I think it's an audience that's more primed for this. Um, 
but it is that is a risk. That is a risk. And I'd be very interested to see what kind of commentary you get from non-gaming people, from an older yeah. audience. Well, um, they know what they're getting into. I mean, they walked into the freaking land. Like you, you yeah, true. Right. Like they know I think the the IP is strong enough that they know what is going on at least. You know, like they understand that the the kind of gamification of video games. So yeah. That's all the interesting thing I think for for Epic is I think Mario Kart isn't going to have to suffer the initial reviews as hard because we're going to have a, a physical coaster that also is sort of available. Right. Which, which if you if you need that tangible connection, you're going to get it. You just you're not going to get it in Mario Kart. And I mean, the fact that Hollywood doesn't even have Yoshi, not that Yoshi is really anything besides a, a really slow kid ride. But, you know, yeah. it's just tangible. It's having more things that are tangible. And and um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I man, I haven't really watched much on the ride because I want to it just. Once you get into it, you're like, I this doesn't look good from a video perspective. You really right. have to just be there. You have to be there. So, yeah. You have to be there. You have to be there. And again, it, it the AR is not perfect, but it is such a from from a technology standpoint, it's a massive swing. Yep. And the fact that it works as well as it does and feels it's not an overlay. It is yes. it's actually telling you a lot of the story of what's happening in terms of Mario and Bowser sort of jockeying for first place and, and Yoshi invite, you know, telling you to keep up and things. There's, there's, there's a lot to the AR that I didn't expect. It's a lot more complicated than I thought it would be. I thought That's it would cool. just be shooting gallery basically. Yeah. And it's not, it's That's a lot cool. going on. Um, I saw, it is, I mean, it's a, it, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, finish. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I, uh, uh, as somebody who lives literally 10 minutes from that park and has a pass, this is the kind of thing that I'm going to go over on my lunch break and I'm going to, and I'm going to go play. Right. And, yeah. and I'm going to go early in the morning and get my morning coffee at universal Hollywood and ride the ride and then go home and go to work. Like it's, I, I really look forward to that. And and that when you look at the app and you look at like, on on one night and th- and three rides and doing most of the, the the land interactives, I had maybe only 10, 12 of the stickers filled out. And so then I start pushing all the other stickers to see what comes up of what the challenge is. It's like, oh man, I got to come back. Like <laughs> We're going to have I'm ourselves the completest... a, a, a mushroom kingdom defender, as it were. Uh... The, the, <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the, the, uh, the uh, collector in me wants all of it. I actually think they should turn into like real stickers too, or shareable online that mm. you can like, imagine if they made iMessage sticker packs for iOS oh, that, that you so got, cute. Oh, just that wait you got you, by, by accomplishment. Gonna, at some point they're going to have Amiibo connectivity that you oh, can bring it to the park. I'm sure. We didn't even talk about, we didn't even talk. I got one more thing. We didn't talk about Bowser Jr. The, 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 yes. the, the, the uh, so when you finish three of the keys in the land, you get to go into Bowser Jr. Challenge, which is like a boss level, basically. Um, but it, I cannot understate how how important this is for an industry thing. There's an entire attraction that is gated by accomplishment. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. You can't go on this attraction. It's not a ride. It's a little interactive show. Accomplishment, you can't go of course, into this attraction. Purchased. You have to purchase, purchase. for that accomplishment. Yes, mm-hmm. not exactly. Saying, not saying that the purchase means you get the accomplishment, but you yeah. have to purchase something yeah. to do the accomplishment. It's yeah. like two gates to get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, from a business and experience standpoint, in my opinion, both genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, 
because there was a mystery. There were people came up to us while we were waiting in line. What's this? Oh, it's the best. Oh, where, where's the line start? And we were like, do you have the three keys yet? We're like, no, what do you mean? And you explained it to him. So it became this, it became a lot like one magic where people were helping each other out and telling them what the tricks are, you know? Um, okay. And it's a, it's a very simple show. It's uh, 12 people standing in a half circle, looking at a big projection wall. You see yourself as a shadow but then you get to basically jump up and punch things, duck down out of the way of bullet bill, catch fire flowers, fire flowers and shoot flame balls with your hands or eat a mushroom and get and get really big or get hit and go and get really small. So it's literally playing That's as a Mario character, but it's really your silhouette. You get you see yourself in the game. You don't see your face. You don't sure. see pictures. It's just a black black silhouette. But it it is ridiculously fun. Oh, it okay. is such a great ending to that whole interactive part of the land. It's so good. Um, final question. Um, I saw yeah. a picture of you and your husband uh, with the Bowser statue. Uh, Bowser, yep. hot or not? Hot, 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 <laughs> Always hot, 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 hot. Bowser is a zaddy. So I Bowser's a zaddy, and 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 makes me realize I'm probably a closet furry. <laughs> Thank you, because when we were talking about Rocket earlier, you guys were coming for me, and I That's don't think true. it was no. That's true. No, I, I shouldn't I, have been I because see you. okay, Sorry, all right, Dave. You. We always see each other. Shouldn't this. have been because Dave, <laughs> Dave's wanting a Tanuki suit, so like I shouldn't have. I should I have. Want one uh, so bad. Yeah. Um. Well. Let us leave the Mushroom Kingdom. And Sarah, why don't we talk a little bit about Hong Kong before we end up talking about the Disney company and move on to Dave's yeah, stuff. There's um, just one piece of news from Hong Kong that is frustratingly like amazing enough that we have to talk about it. The Asian parks are just always doing it right. Um, <laughs> uh, so a few, I don't know if you guys saw a few months ago, um, we saw the Elsa animatronic without the projection face. Um, yes. yes. So she has finally made her appearance over at the Frozen Ever After in Hong Kong, Disney. Um, and she looks fantastic. Like yeah, she... So in motion. You gotta this see is my her first time thing, seeing yeah. it. Yeah, it's... It. She looks amazing. It just, I don't know how they did this it's so fluid and how did realistic. they do this the, the mouth is still a little my 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 to me but that's yeah. you know whatever you go yeah, by it's beautiful. so quick that yeah, it's, it's beautiful so yeah but she looks, i mean she in comparison jeez so louise i i'm i'm gonna have a hot take on that though Ooh. all right okay i i, do, I don't hate the projected faces i really don't and the thing is they don't photograph her video well so I actually think in person they look pretty great. Uh, I but disagree. That, you don't that like disagree. them? No, I don't. The shadows are well, a little weird on them, but okay. otherwise you have to okay. have perfect lighting for it to work. Yeah, I right. think yeah. I right. think they work excellent on seven dwarfs. I think on the dwarfs, a, yeah, yes, dwarfs agreed. Great. Uh, their heads agreed. are weird enough and expressive enough that it totally yeah. leaves Uncanny Valley. Whereas when you All have right. them in this form. Like yeah. to project their head has to basically be a mannequin. And so it comes too close to like human figure where if you look at yeah, the yeah. Elsa in Hong Kong here, sure, her face is more pumpkin-y than it is yeah. like the normal opal sort of silhouette that you get in a mannequin. And because that matches her in the animation. Yeah. Um, yeah and I enough. feel like it, it, that's my only thing. I think the more exaggerated it is, it works. It works for, 
uh, Lemire in A Chanted Tales with Bale. There's there's examples where it works fairly well, but I just I feel like when it's humans, it's like, bleh, but that's just me. <laughs> all right. No, also because yeah, I've seen them, I've good literally point. seen their faces uh, with with the blue screen of death, like, and Same. I've been like, okay, this is not this doesn't work. Like, you know, there's no B mode. It's weird to have a thing that there's no B mode for. You cannot B mode these faces. That's Um, true. And that's That's what I think. I mean, when a ride's that hot and you, I mean, they can't take it down. So you do end up, I had to watch her body not move. Elsa's body not move. It was busted, but her face shift on her head to match the motions. And it was the creepiest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it was so you had uncanny valley and nose and eyes shifting on a face christ it was i want to see that oh boy um yeah so we we're just complaining over here there's no news beyond the fact that the video is released but it's gorgeous and and yeah so check it out check it out y'all dave 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 we have some disney company news um, yeah, we do. This is a long episode, folks. We have just there's a chunk of news this week, um, so uh, these will go pretty quickly. The business stuff is yeah. yeah. I'm I'm the Bob. We'll talk about the Bob Weiss news in a minute. I want to I basically just want to talk about Gensler, but go ahead, tell us about the news, and and we'll get moving. So Bob Weiss, uh, who was um, uh, who just recently retired from the Walt Disney Company, he was uh, uh, executive at Imagineering for many years and and responsible for a lot of your favorite attractions dating. Back 20, 30, almost, I think he was there 30-ish years, maybe more. Been a long time. Um, a long time. Uh, I, I don't know him, but I met him a couple times. I'm a big fan of his work, so he's a good guy. Um, uh, announced that he's joining Gensler, which is a giant uh, global architecture firm, architecture and design firm. This is what I want to talk about more than Bob, which is, okay from your perspective, what the hell is Gensler? Because Gensler has now Gen- come up multiple times because we also have the – is it the current president of Imagineering came from Gensler? It's like a switch. It came from Gensler, right? It's, they, it's they, like they, we did a bridge swapped. of spies. We like we, they, yeah. we did a yeah. we did a switch out. Yeah, it was like a switcheroo. So why yeah. is Gensler yeah. all of a sudden so? And then we of course people complained about Gensler when it came to connect or to the Carousel Coffee Shop. Um, so what is it about Gensler that people love? What is it about they hate? What is what? Why is Gensler so hot right now? What well, is the look, tea, they, Dave? <laughs> well, the T is that they're just a giant, they're a giant, very well-regarded architecture firm. And they have worked with Disney for decades on hotels and corporate offices. And yes, some things in the parks, but um, but not like attractions, right? right. Um, but but planning of spaces and master planning and, and planning of places like, you know, Disney Springs. And all, there, there's a side of this world that is not... There's a side of Imagineering, a huge side of Imagineering that has nothing to do with rock work and beautiful, colorful set work. It yeah. is about space planning and moving people around a space and architecture. And, you know, it's very easy to go, ugh, architects, they don't get it. And it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've worked in I've worked in the industry long enough. You 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 make friends with the architect because they can right. they can help you, you know, and 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 I think actually this is a great thing. I think it's wonderful that Bob's there because having someone with his experience, whether as uh, his position is he's the global immersive experience design leader. Um uh, so he's going to be, and that doesn't always mean theme parks. It's probably going to mean, it's going to mean, of course, probably resorts and things, but also things like children's hospitals, 
and libraries yeah. and university campuses about, and it's not we're gonna that we're gonna turn any of those things into theme parks. But I worked on projects like that at Thinkwell that were not necessarily entertainment spaces. But what is the guest experience here? What is the what are you trying? What are the emotions you want them to feel? And that has as much to do with space and planning and architecture as it does with animatronics and soundtracks and special effects. 100%. So. It's it's very easy to look at a, a giant global company like Gensler and kind of roll your eyes, but they are forced to be reckoned with and um, love or hate them or any other architecture firm. They really are, are literally and figuratively the backbone of a lot of what these projects are. Sure. And so uh, it, it, the reason you're hearing a lot of them is just because they've spent so much, so many years working with Disney and now all of that sort of coming to light. You know, Disney used to keep their their vendors and their and their subcontractors very very quiet, right? They didn't. They, yeah. they you weren't actually allowed to talk about that stuff if you're one of those companies. But when they come to like Gensler, it doesn't matter. So it's a relationship they fostered for a long time. He probably got to know them working with them on Disney projects and think. Uh, I I think it's a good thing. Uh, and in the grand scheme of things, I think it's a great thing. It's interesting. Recently, Joe Rody said in an interview that he thinks the next generation of Imagineers or at least who will become Imagineers need to realize that theme parks might not be a full-time or either a full-time gig or, or be a, uh, what's the term he used? Your only gig, I guess is the way he it, put it. It, um, it never has been. It never right. has been. And then, and the right. people in Imagineering were lucky for that because it was a walled garden, but it is a boom and bust industry. I have worked and been laid off multiple times in 30 years and 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 covid of course put me in a, a slightly different direction altogether but it's but, but uh, each what i would tell people want to get this industry you know what go work in a museum go work at a at a at a, at a, a local theater you know, learn other industries that are, that cater to people and are entertainment based or at least venue based yeah. and learn that, too, because it's, yeah. you know, it's just it, it, you it, it, all the companies are casting a wider net. Think well, where I used to work does a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with theme parks and always has, but even more of it now. Yeah. So if you think that. The the days of of coming out of a of of CalArts and working in Imagineering <laughs> for for thirty or forty years yeah. is long gone. Yeah, and that's yeah. been gone a long time. So if you are interested in this industry, if you hyper focus on just theme parks, we will never hire you. I mean, I, I, I've been blunt with people about that. Like their portfolio is nothing but theme parks. All they talk about is theme parks. I'm like, when was the last time you went to a fine art museum? Yeah. When was the last time you went to a four star restaurant or a or a or an upscale hotel. Tell me about your last visit to see a play, right? And a lot of times you, they'd say, oh, they don't do those things. Well, you need to. Yeah. I know? mean, and that's the thing is immersive media is a huge, I mean, I'm I'm probably going to be researching and, and forming some variation of a class at some point uh, on immersive media. And I would love to teach a theme park class, but honestly, like theme parks are an aspect of immersive media, which includes AR and virtual reality and the interactive theater. And it just, the list goes on and on. So, yeah. uh, it's very interesting. Uh, let's yeah. talk about, <laughs> oh. except for people oh. that are creative and, and, uh, uh, win and keep going forward. Let's talk about someone who falls up the whole time. <laughs> oh boy. Jeff Morrell, Jeff Morrell, who's the executive, our buddy, Jeff, 
who did less than four months of work for Disney in 2022. He was the guy that uh, leaked a photo from the load station of Cosmic Rewind and he shouldn't have. He was, and he was the, what, he was the public relations officer, yes, right? He, he was, was like our the, very yeah, own he Scaramucci. Like the, he's our yeah, Scaramucci. He's like communications, I think. Oh, Director he's communications. Vibe. He's a vibe. <laughs> He is, he, is. he is a vibe. He is a vibe. He's a he's First a Bush all, administration before... vibe. Is what he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's and just he came vibing. From, he, he came from BP, right? One of the big oh, oil yeah. companies. Yeah, he yeah, went from he BP, BP to Bush to like other things than Disney. So can I? Before we get into the meat of it, can I just tell you when I got to his picture, what scared me the most? He's a year older than me. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't look that old, do I? Because he looks yeah. real old. No. no. Oh my, anyway. Okay. Not saying I mean, that like Bob Iger is old, but like, did y'all know he was like 70? I did. That's what he looks great. Yeah. He looks like a millionaire. Like, well, you well, know my I'm, theory. <laughs> drinks the blood of children. Is that weird? <laughs> no, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. When you're white and not problematic, you age better. Yeah, it's true. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's, it's true. It's true. It's true. But he's also a millionaire who can have, who can eat properly and ha- and can and his schedule can yeah. have time for tennis and working. Right. Evidently, he's an athlete; like he works out all the time. He's he looks it. He looks. Yeah, you know, I want to be. The, I want to look that good. Yeah. Um, Jeff Morrell anyway, likes Jeff, back to, steak. Back to Jeff Morrell. Yeah. Jeff Morrell <laughs> likes his steak. First of all, probably likes his steak well, well done with ketchup. So oh, uh, yeah. that's Ew. that's just my. I know, gross. Um, this man, for four months of work in 2022, when you take into account. His salary plus stock options plus his golden parachute when they had to let him go because they had to fulfill the contract anyway. He made for the for the four months of work, he made a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a day. <laughs> let me say that again. So fucking a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a day. Sounds about white. Sounds it's, about white. That, that's insane though. Yeah, it's insane. Four Nothing. months. That's what paintings. is the math on that? Hold on. Right, like, do someone do the math? Well, and, and you know, and, and and it's things like that. The last week or week before, when we were talking about uh, Nelson Peltz and the, yep. the, one of the activist investors. Right, this is the kind of shit he's talking about. It's like, fourteen million dollars yeah. a day. Oh. No, 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 total, 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 total. hundred twenty thousand <laughs> oh, a day. Hundred twenty thousand a day, four months, fourteen million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 out of control, and you know, cop capitalism gonna capitalism. Don't but, don't um, you make me agree with Nelson Peltz? Don't you dare! Don't you make <laughs> me do that, Dave? I can't do that because he sucks. Yeah, he, he owns suck. Wendy's, yeah. and I hate him for that. Yeah, he owns yeah. what? Wendy's. 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 Yeah. Right. Sorry, do I you just know had a frosty for dessert tonight. I'm very confused about what Wendy's is. Sorry, Wendy. No, we have Wendy's out here. We have Wendy's out here. I just don't go. Like, oh, Frosty's. Oh, bougie. Frosty's, baby. No, it's like, to me, Wendy's is like in the same caliber as like a Burger King. And I would never step foot in a Burger King. What the hell? I'll go to a Wendy's before I go to Burger King. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wendy's is like top tier. Wendy's is top tier? Really? Baked potato, yeah. chili, and a frosty. That's yeah, like if you can get there, you can't get anywhere else. So good. I live yeah. next to Wendy's. I'm like, I'm gonna go. I'll yeah, go. Do it. yeah, get the fries, yeah. girl. Do it. Frost, they step their game up. Yeah, okay. we're anyway, talking like uh, anyway, like Burger King's low, and then I actually like Burger King more than like McDonald's, to be honest. But like Wendy's is like the best of the fast food yeah. chain. Really? That's not in and out. Wendy's or and Wendy's and Carl's. Wendy's and Carl's. Yeah, I love Carl's. Hardy's for you guys though. Yeah. Yeah. I've never anyway. had, we don't have Hardee's here. 
Oh, it's it's not bad. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I like it. Anyway, anyway, fuck Jeff Morrell for making that much money and doing <laughs> being, doing what's, shit what's, all. What's Jeffrey doing now? <laughs> he, What's he doing now? He is. Uh, he joins joined a, a company called Tenio, which is a global CEO advisory firm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which means they advise CEOs of other companies of how to run their company. Yeah, that's what he's doing now. That's what he's doing now. He's he is uh, he's joining as global strategy and communications for the CEO uh, company. Uh, who hired him? I mean, it's okay. a, they're a huge global. You know, they're one of those big companies that it's hard to tell what they do in, unless you're a multi million dollar company because right. they get hired all the time to help restructure and and it's but all of their advise. all of their direct deposits for employees go directly to the Cayman Islands, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's um, go to some more positive of- news, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Dave, you're the one that has to determine this. Uh, is it my call? Okay, so I'm if you, for the, the for the two people out there who don't know that I have a gigantic boner for all things Tron. Um, since I was 12, I have adored Tron and everything it, he it is, is for about. The user. And I, I were I am for the user, baby. Um, uh, I I I I loved Legacy Warts and all. I've ridden the the coaster in Shanghai. Um, I, it's my if I had to pick my fandom as a kid from from childhood on, it would be Tron. It wouldn't be Star Wars. You know, it, it, this was as important to me because it came out when I was twelve and I had a Commodore sixty four computer and a Atari twenty six hundred. Computers were like my second language, and and it was new. Like I remember sitting to watch Tron in the theater with my dad, and they used language like you know users and programs and my dad would lean over and ask me what are they talking about and he, i'd be like Shh, this is for me stop it you know um, <laughs> so I, i'm a massive tron fan and i'm very interested in any in sequels the announcement today was that um uh joaquin Ronin, i guess is how you pronounce his name that he's in talks to direct the, the third one which is t- tentatively titled tron aries um and it's, it's starring jared leto Oh, his nasty ass! I can't stand. Let it. me let, um, let can we like, Doctor Michael Morbius hold him? Do we have? He has something on the Walt Disney Company because what the fuck is going on? I don't know. Yeah, they got something. Did, do we have like cricket sound effects so you can put after I say Jared Leto is just crickets? You just you want know. me to um, make more editing work for me. <laughs> anyway, so in, for, as a as a giant Tron fan, um, this is the a textbook definition of um, good news, bad news. So yeah. um, good, good news. I am up for anything on the grid. I will see it. I will be there opening night. Like no question. Um, Joaquin Ronning did, did the fourth, uh, no fifth pirates film. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, the one with um, uh, 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 dead men tell no tales, which is not good. It's competently um, made. And he, the script is horrible, but it, it's competent. It's, yes, it's competently made. It looks pretty. Um, the action sequences are 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 pretty great. But yeah, the script is ridiculous. There's too much going on. There's too many it's characters. Horrid. It's yeah. it's it's horrid. And then he also did Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which which I did not. Like. I didn't either. I, I kind of liked the first one, but the the second one just did not. Like, I, I, hey, uh, uh, Angie, good for you. I love that you found a character you <laughs> love, Angie. <laughs> She is but, in her bag, and I respect that for her. Yeah, good for her. Mm-hmm. And then, so from a director's standpoint, people. like she needs the money, it's fine. From 
my friends in the industry say that this director is basically a studio puppet. Yeah. That the reason he was hired uh... is he's a yes, he's a yes man. Mm. Okay. Um, when you look through his filmography, there's no particular um, signature style or voice, really. He did a really, uh, um, uh, uh, he did a, oh, what was his first film? It was um, uh, Out on the Water. I forget, uh, Contiki, what's it called? I think. Oh, he did Contiki? Anyway, I remember Contiki. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting, right. And I think that's why he got hired for Pirates, because yes. it's had, uh, you know, so... Um, I'm not thrilled about that directorial choice, but you know, um, the guy directed legacy was a first time director. The guy directed the first trial was a first time director. So I I got no, I got no horse in that race. If he's competent, then okay. And that really depends on the script, which I know nothing about the, the, the sequel idea. And then you have Jared Leto. Nasty. Um, I do not have the fire of a thousand suns hate for Jared Leto that a lot of the internet seems to have. I don't like him very much. And I actually understand why people don't like him. Um, and it's mainly about his cult of personality more so than sure. his performances. Um, he definitely did something with little girls, but we ain't going to go there. <laughs> yeah, he's well, a little and, weird. And his, you know, his band was huge. And then that band basically became the Jared Leto show. And and he's, you know, he's got, there's bad stories about him on sets about how method he is. And, and he's not really method. He thinks he is, but, right. I, but I can't, you know, I wasn't there. So I don't have, to, I, all I can go off is his performances. But and Dave, I, right. you've, been I don't... To, you've been to, you've been to Super Mario Land. You know exactly his performances. I've seen House of Gucci. It's, it's this. <laughs> oh. House of Gucci oh, was. That movie was trash, but I love yeah, it. It's too. trash, it's but I love it. Oh my gosh! It. Great. I that movie has like traumatized my movie going experience. It's, I can't. I haven't finished it. it. It's, it's so traumatized bad. me. Mm. It's so good. I mean, bad. he was Morbius was awful. He was the weak link in the um, in the Blade Runner sequel. Um, I I loved the design for his Joker. I didn't mind the the look, but yeah. I did not like his performance at all. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't if he's know. a bad guy or something, maybe. I, I maybe. don't know. I don't maybe. know what the plan is, so I don't know. No, I don't think he knows it's supposed what the to plan start, is. It's supposed to start shooting this August in Vancouver, so I'm sure we will hear more. I mean, really? just contact so I, Garrett Hedlund would do it for $5. Just give him a shout, Disney. Yeah, 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 sure. Is it Olivia <laughs> Wilde? Was Olivia Wilde the other person in the in Legacy? Yes, and she was Cora, and she was really good. They right. should bring her back. I hope they do, actually. Yeah. she was great. Great. She's the link to the real world at the end of Legacy, yeah. and evidently this, evidently Joe Kaczynski's, uh, he's the guy who directed the first one, directed the now Oscar-nominated Top Gun Maverick. Yes, um, he's actually a really great director, I think, and a great Absolutely. visual director. And um, uh, his treatment, sequel treatment, ha- was bringing the game grid out into the real world somehow. And I think that um, that Quora is that because they, in a legacy, there's this like matter gun that draws you back into the real world after right. you've been on the grid. Evidently, she got out with him. So, right. OK, that means anything on the grid can be out in the real world. What powers do they have? What can they do that humans can't? That's a fun thing to explore. Right. Um, but I don't but I don't know if Aries is going to do that because I don't know if it's just Joe Kaczynski's treatment or not. Yeah. It feels Same like producer, though. So it might be. Yeah, maybe. We'll I mean, we'll see do it whatever i mean you know give me a black yeah. hole reboot while you're at it i just like if we're gonna drudge up yes. properties let's do it yes um okay so let's go to beware our guest uh we have some really interesting ones uh this week folks uh let's begin with man loses gun at walt disney world claims it was stolen by cast members um Again? 
So a man, this is better. A man was staying at Boardwalk uh, during Labor Day, and he returned home on September fourth and realized his black Ruger LCP Max three eighty auto handgun was God, missing damn. from his carry bag. So this oh, is Lord. grand theft. He blames the CMs. He says that uh, mm. the last time he saw it was when he gave the bag to the bellhop. He's not supposed to have that gun there anyway. Um, but yeah, so we just got people, you know. I mean, okay. I don't like to think about how many people in the park. I'm not worried. But like when you're in a resort, you're like, man, how many people are packing at this resort? Like you just don't know. In Florida, I feel like they all are packing. It's wild, I mean, man. It's Florida. Yeah, but this man's staying at Boardwalk. He's not. He probably isn't even from Florida. But <laughs> who knows? that's like, yeah. Why are you? I don't know. Maybe he drove there or something. But like, why would you bring your? Like, what's the purpose? Right. Like, who, what? What? Who what are you fighting reasoning? in Disney World? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like, who are you in like, fear of that you think they're gonna find you at the Boardwalk at fucking <sighs> Disney World? Well, we You're already know. To- you can get caught by police who are also on vacation, if you remember that Animal Kingdom oh, story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, well. uh, I mean, Andrews, you know, it's ahead, gun, gun culture. Yeah. There, we, can't, we can't answer any of those questions we just asked other than saying, uh-huh, gun culture. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of a good grift, um, uh, Jeff Morrell should get into this, too. He likes grifting money. Um, Disney Springs gas station has more than $2,000 stolen when an employee falls for a telephone scam at 3 in the morning, oh, um, which I feel really bad for this person. But yeah. I also can't fathom how you get this far along. Um, yeah. Basically, the way it works is the person uh, – there was a person who phoned at 3 a.m. at the morning at the gas station and said they were from corporate. Uh, okay. And there was a FedEx rush delivery of an upcoming uh, inspection that was going to happen uh, and uh, told this to Eric 30. We don't know anything else about Eric. Uh, so uh, Eric wrote down the invoice numbers and tracking numbers of the note the law enforcement found later. So he had, he wrote the stuff down in the voice also instructed Eric to send a picture of the fire extinguisher to make sure it was still valid. So he made him go through all these little things of like, well, okay, we got to make sure this works. We got to make sure that works. Uh, and then he said, and this is where it gets crazy. Eric first attempted to use his own part. So the, the guy said he needed to give the money. Uh, let's see here. The voice said that they needed money. Again, this was an emergency from the Speedway company. At three in the morning. So Eric first attempted to use his own partner's federal credit union credit card to pay the Mexican bank account. Huh? <laughs> which, oh? which, of course, their bank, his bank didn't allow happen, right? Because the card's okay. like, no, uh, not at 3 a.m. Uh, <laughs> and then the suspect then tells Eric that he needs to leave the store and go towards the nearest bit stop, which I don't know what that is, but it's probably some sort of wire transfer service. Um, Eric takes the money from the safe and leaves the speedway unattended, unattended at Disney God Springs. Damn, I know it's three Eric. in the morning, but unattended. And then the suspect said it would, he would have to um, have, let's see, what did he say? He said the suspect said he would have local law enforcement monitor the store while he was away. Maybe he did. I don't know. Consequently, as Eric leaves an Orange County deputy sheriff walks into the unattended store. So not, so he didn't even lock it. Uh, and according to the deputy's call log, he remained on a check at the store from 3.58 to 5.30. So he was there for like an hour and a half. 
Um, I don't know if it's because he got asked to or because like he walked into an empty speedway in the middle of Disney Springs. Um, so Eric then abandoned the store and drove to another gas station uh, in Apopka uh, where he found a Bitcoin ATM and he deposited 2000 of the store's money. Um, and then it says it was too late to get this is a WWNT article. It was too late to get the money back when Eric realized the caller on the phone wasn't a Speedway supervisor. Uh, and law enforcement had been notified. You know what? You kind of deserve to get fired. You I was just gonna that. say, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like if come you're on. this, and I don't look. God bless you, dude. I I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against you here. I get it's three in the morning. I get it. It's weird. Um, but like. R- First of all, Context I didn't know. Clues. My God, but I Common didn't know sense. that there's only one person. I've been to the Speedway many times. It's strange to me. There's only one person at three in the morning, and and the doors aren't already like locked, and you can get gas. Like it's just strange to be open. Period. There's not. I mean, there's not really hotels around there. Like there's nothing. Um, I mean, there are hotels around, but no one's getting gas at three a.m. So, I don't know. I, I don't this is one of those things where you're like either you're the stupidest man on earth or you're in on it but then also why would you get fired for two thousand dollars so it doesn't make any sense to me um i think he's just stupid i think so like i feel so bad for this guy i feel bad for him yeah i mean yeah. they said he, he was transferred from another store so he's been through the training before there's all, obviously going to be training that touches on things like this i bet i would assume I mean, but also i would it's assume i would assume I'll send you a photo of the the fire hydrant. I'll send you a thing. But the moment you're like, take money out of the bank. First of all, I'll pay with my credit card. Okay, we'll allow you to do that as Speedway. God. (laughs) No. But also, I just don't know how you leave the store unattended. That's where my brain just won't follow. Um, So anyway, poor guy. I feel bad for him. Um, But, you know, hopefully all the best to you, my man. Um, let's go to a, what I, okay. I'm going to just call this a grift. Uh, you might disagree, but I'm going to call this a grift. Uh, lawsuit alleges Disneyland cast members laughed at disabled woman before fall that led to her death. So if you oh, read I this, remember hearing about this, a family filed a lawsuit against Disneyland in November for wrongful death in violation of the American with disabilities act. So apparently someone with disabilities, it looks like, uh, let's see, they visited in August of 21, um, and this was, uh, uh, trying to find her name, uh, Joanne Aguilar 66. So she fell while getting out of the jungle cruise boat at Disneyland. She died five months later due to complications from her injuries is what the lawsuit says. Um, she did not hit her head in this. No. Um, or anything. She um, broke her femur. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. I'm not taking that away from her, but it was not a head injury that could create a it was some form of clot uh, right. it was it was it, it was supposedly septic shock which would not be caused by the fall but by the the surgeries later on yeah right which is a real it, it's a real stretch um well but they're also saying like emotional distress because the employees were laughing at her which doesn't like, make uh, any sense to me none but here's no. my thing why would they be laughing at her yeah yeah, I'm not. I'm not denying that it happens, but that, that I uh. was it bad timing that like was there you know two employees off to the side that had nothing to do with any of this cracking jokes with each sure. other and they just happened yeah. to be laughing right. like, and that's what I'm thinking. I, I, I just 
Well, the other thing is, and sorry, you can speak to this. You're actually not really allowed to help somebody in and out like that. I was other just going to say that. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the training, if, if somebody has, no, you're not, there, what, a, if you're an employer, you're not allowed to t- touch. It's a liability. And, but, but why didn't they have the wheelchair boat in service at that time? You know, I anyway. think, yeah. I, I mean, in terms of the whole liability thing, I can understand, but at the same time, I feel like if you see someone that's struggling, I do think that just like, as a human being, you should help, yeah. them. help them. Yeah. Like you should yeah. still kind of step in, and that's. Right. I, yeah, and yeah. I, I remember it being taught as like a case by case basis. It's like you shouldn't, like it shouldn't be your first instinct, but if you still see them struggling, you should help out. Right. Um, and it seemed like this was a, she took a wrong step, and it was a sudden thing. It wasn't like they were really yeah. just. It didn't seem like it was something that was happening for a while. Um, in terms of the laughing, it's hard because. At the end of the day, cast members are humans. There are going to be shitty cast members that might have laughed, or it might be the whole scenario of there might have they might have been two cast members to the side that were kind of it might have been totally or guests that were laughing at her or at anything else. Yeah, there's absolutely no evidence. Yeah, exactly. This is ultimately we weren't there. So yeah, right. And the problem is, we have proof. I don't know. uh, You can't laugh someone to death, no matter what. So there's no yeah. like there's nothing beyond trying to add some emotional appeal to adding that portion to this. Um, that's why yeah, I the find only, it to be an absolute. Yeah, grief. the only time that I could say that she might have had, they might have a case is the where was the boat that was ADA accessible? Like they should have sure. made her wait unless she for said, that boat. unless she did not say she was you know. Wanting to go it. through that, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's very possible that. But she then just, that be- that's her, yeah. It's, it's like Disney choice. was saying, it's her own negligence, or but at the same time, I think it kind of the onus is on those cast members to be like, also, hey, like we can't let you on, like right. this is yeah. just because you say that you can does not mean like it's a liability for yeah. us too. I so, have a lot yeah. of variables beyond. Yeah, it really is. It's it's very strange. I love Jungle Cruise and I don't want it to go away at all, but I also find the unload the in the the load and unload of Jungle Cruise to be crazy weird. It's yeah. really uh, uh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous, it's hard to do, it's super slow. That's why there's always at least for you know Walt Disney World there'll be a, a 90 minute wait for Jungle Cruise mm-hmm. simply because there's been so many people that have slipped just yeah, trying to get uh, yeah. out. Yeah, totally. And, and yeah. I'm not, I don't have a better answer for this beyond, you know, use some of the technology from Shanghai Pirates and have those boats come right up onto the deck, hmm. you know, where it's a little bit over the side and it's solid there. But you, we're talking massive engineering changes to make those yeah. kind of things happen. And Just still the, the cast member's foot isn't cutting it anymore. Right. To oh, no. It's not cutting it. No, no. Yeah. So anyway, I, again, all this is alleged. This is what they're saying. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not making any claim here. But it sounds to me like a classic example of we did this thing. Someone got hurt. Months later, they died, and they're finding some connection in hopes to get money. Congrats! You're going to go to Orange County for court, and Orange County is owned by Disney. So good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Um, we do have a question. We have something from the mailbag, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and this is from Tyler Harper. Thanks for writing in, Tyler. Tyler says, congratulations on a year of podcasts. Your hey, perspective. Thank you thank so much, you. Tyler. Your perspective and snark are very welcome and enjoyed. I always want to talk theme parks with colleagues, but I fear that I may bore slash scare them. So your podcast <laughs> is definitely a healthy alternative. Keep up the good work. 
So that, thank you so much, Tyler, for that. And he has a quick question for us, which I think is really good. And it's one I will be having to deal with very, very soon. And the quick question <laughs> is, have any of you lived a far distance from theme parks? How did you cope? I live in Western Canada, and the options and opportunities are few and lower quality. So what do you guys think? Have you lived far from theme parks before? Mm. I, mean, I, I haven't. Do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> I I haven't. Uh, I mean, like even when, like I even when I didn't live in the U.S. and I lived in Abu Dhabi, like we were next to theme parks. Like so, right. even like I've just always been around a theme park. Um, but I would say that it sucks not living sometimes in the East Coast because you guys get a lot of cool stuff at Disney World and your Universal is so much better. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that part I would say sucks. Um. I I mean I lived in Indiana. Uh, before I moved to Florida. And so I, you know, basically only went like once to Disney world, like after my obsession, kind of, I think once or, yeah, that seems about right. Um, and, uh, at least until I was married. So I've been twice before we moved here. And, uh, for me, it was always, uh, audio, um, listening to theme park rides, uh, listening to theme park music so much. In fact, that if you go to my Twitter, you'll find a link to, Oh, I don't know. I think it's like f- literally 40 days worth of audio uh, compiled. Um, <laughs> you know, casual. Part. Yeah. I totally went obsessed with this summer and, and uh, put it together, but, uh, and I'm going to definitely be using it. And I've had a lot of comments uh, from people who thank me for that because they're like, this is how, you know, I, can experience the parks through the music and through the rides. And honestly, on my commute, I still not like sometimes when I'm having a bad day, we'll throw on, you know, uh, Spider-Man from Universal or Rise of the Resistance or something just to have four minutes that make me happy, you know? So <laughs> uh, I have a ton of Walt Disney World books as well and, and, and Disney history books on theme parks. And I think a lot of those are going to get cracked more open when I'm feeling that that kind of uh, ache in my heart, yeah. which I don't have necessarily yeah. at the moment still, but uh, yeah. So knowledge audio, those have been my sort of go-to and thank God for YouTube because I feel like yeah. you can, you can, really? if you find someone that you trust, you know, that's a good person <laughs> uh, on online, like they can go to the parks and you can follow them along and it can be a good time. So yeah, yeah. lots of options. Well, Tyler, next time uh, you're on the west coast of Canada, so Tyler, next time you fly down south to California, Sarah and I will meet up with you. Yes, and let's go. Let's go park it up. You're not that far from California, I, I would assume. If <laughs> there you I'm go. assuming Vancouver or somewhere in BC, maybe let us know. Yeah, hey, friendship. Yay. <laughs> Okay, so before we end, I tried something new this week. We might do it for a couple weeks. We'll see. Um, (laughs) As you might know, uh, the hot new thing is ChatGPT. ChatGPT, if you don't know, is AI that you basically can tell it to write stuff and it will write it in. It'll write articles. It'll write things in people's voices. So much, in fact, uh, that uh, uh, BuzzFeed has recently said they're going to start using ChatGPT for quizzes and stuff. Um, I mean, are surprised? So, yeah, we're all going to be out of a job as writers uh, yeah. before too long. But um, uh, it will be the boutique uh, articles written by humans. But anyway, ChatGPT as of now is not taking over the world. And it's just sort of a fun thing to do. So I asked ChatGPT, uh, I asked it to write me a poem about... And then I gave it a couple items of news that we talked about this week. So I will read to you <laughs> at the end of uh, episodes 
uh, a chat GPT poem of the week. So here's our poem this week. Splash Mountain's closing, a bittersweet goodbye, but new adventures await as Epcot Festival flies by. Painting and sculpture, music and more, a celebration of art that will leave you wanting more. Super Mario World, a new addition to the scene, Universal Studios Hollywood, where fantasy is supreme. Join Mario and friends in a colorful quest to save the Mushroom Kingdom. Put your skills to the test. Though one door closes, another will open. With new experiences, our hearts will be hoping to explore, to create, to plan, and to see the magic of Disney and Universal forever will be. So thank you, ChatGPT, for our <laughs> that was poem so this week. It literally, I was thinking bars. bars. <laughs> Jay-Z who? Yeah. I know, we need a beat in the background. <laughs> the next one has to be a rap, Nathan. I, I, for, I for one salute our robot poet overlords. Uh, yes. I don't know about y'all, but... The digital poet laureate it's so of scary, but so Rat good. Castle. It um, is super scary, and like, yeah, yeah. we got to be very. We got to start having laws about this kind of shit, like tomorrow. But <laughs> you really do. At the same time, it's it's giving funny. like it's giving iRobot, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, but it also it rhymed more with more. So like, come on, and We're and open with hoping with it, and actually literally had open h o p i n apostrophe. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. You're right, though. I'll add a beat next time. It's oh, trying its best. My God. Yes, let us white men do the beat. Yeah. And yeah, yes. it will be the whitest rap ever. Whiter than Splash Mountain rap, zip, actually. Zip, yeah. Um, oh, Lord. So, anyway. With that, Ratcastle is produced by yours truly, Nathan Hartman. And if you haven't already, do it. We've been here a year now. Please subscribe if you haven't and tell your friends. And then please give us a rating and review. Uh, we would love to have that. That's very important to us. Um, it kind of pushes up, pushes us up on platforms and all sorts of things. Uh, you can find out more about us at bit.ly forward slash Ratcastle. Uh, there are links to some merch we have on TeePublic and... and uh, We've got, uh, you know, the mailbag. You can leave us a question like Tyler did, all sorts of stuff. So please do that. And thank you for listening to this extra long Supreme episode. We have so much touring stuff and we're excited for next time. Sarah's going to give us a big old Toontown review. We're very excited. Um, but until all of that, grab your belongings. You know what? Hey, Ryan, why don't you grab your belongings and exit to the left? Oh, God. <laughs> Help. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? <laughs>